Hey everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well, you know how I brought you my review of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Today, I'm bringing you the sequel, the 1999, the 1992 sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the, 89's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Man, can you think of any other term for the word to enlarge? Oh, God, that sounds horrible. Uh, (laughs) That would sound better than blew up. Because if you think about it, the word blow up does get mentioned in the first movie. Like, you were saying that machine blow up my kids. (laughs) Big Russ says uh, that to Wayne when he's like, oh, the machine, it shrunk our children. But no, um, honey, I blew up the kid. In 1992, the Solinsky family is back. This time, hilarious disaster strikes when an experiment causes their new toddler son to grow many stories tall. Oh, here we go. Here's another uh, (coughs) summary. Wayne Solinsky is at it again, but instead of shrinking things, he tries to make a machine that can make things grow. Didn't the... Shrink Ray kind of do that when it enlarged the children, but then he wants to make things like expand. What is the point of that exactly? Like, what benefit are you getting other than they did that though with that turkey at the end of the first movie? You know, the one I thought was the ant, like they were gonna eat it. My eight year old mind just, yeah, pulled that out of a hat. Alright, as in the first one, his machine isn't quite accurate. But when he brings Nick and his toddler son Adam to see his invention, the machine unexpectedly starts working. And when Adam comes right up to the machine, he gets zapped along with his stuffed bunny. Now, whenever Adam comes near anything electrical, the electricity causes him to grow. Adam soon starts to grow to the height of over 100 feet tall. And he is now walking through Las Vegas, which he thinks is one big playland. Well, you add in all the lights and all the sounds and everything. I mean, a toddler is going to be attracted to lights and sounds. I mean, what child wouldn't? Oh my god. Guys, this one's got a 4.8. What did the first one have? The first one had more than that. I'm sure it did. Honey, I shrunk... Whoopsie. Honey, I shrunk the kids. This one's got a 6.3 and the second one's got a... We gotta find out what the... Oh my, I swear if the third one ranks higher than this... Honey, I blew up the kid. I'm going to bust a... Blah, blah, blah. Oh my god. Are you fucking kidding me? 5.0, honey, we shrunk ourselves. Over the sequel? Are you... This movie didn't even make the theaters. It sucked that bad. Oi, oi, oi. This is nuts, guys. I don't agree with it. Maybe I need to rate this movie. Can I rate this movie? Rate this. I want to see if I can. I bet I, I got to sign in to rate it. Well, forget it. Okay, so it looks like the main cast is mainly <laughs> returned. We have Rick Moranis as Wayne. Marcia, the late Marcia Strassman as Diane. We got Robert Oliveri as Nick. We got for a hot second, and then she's out the door. We got Amy O'Neill as Amy. We got twins playing baby Adam, Joshua and Daniel 
Shalikar. I don't. I wonder what they look like now. We got the late Laurie Bridges. We got this asshole John Shea who plays Hendrickson. Ooh, I'm gonna. Ooh, I'm gonna tear that man to shreds, guys. I'm gonna tear him to shreds. We have a young Carrie Russell pre Felicity as the love interest for Nick, whose name is Mandy. Let's see. Oh. This is what uh, Amy O'Neill looks like. Is she doing anything now? Is she going to return for the TV show? Uh, she was in something called The Follow... Oh, she played a mom, huh? Yeah, well, she's about that age. <laughs> Where's Rodney? Came out in 1990. That's what I was talking about in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids review about her and the boy who played Ron. Um... Ron Thompson, played by Jared Rushton, actually played, I think they played siblings in this where's, it's a TV movie, 12-year-old boy named Rodney Barnes looks for advice and inspiration from his idol, stand-up comic Rodney Dangerfield. Oh boy. Wow. So, Lay Moonfry plays Sonya, Meyer plays Nick. And we got a bunch of Jay Thomas's, the late Jay, there's a lot of late, alright, let's get back to Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Far better, superior than Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. This movie was done by Randall Kaiser, who also did Flight of the Navigator, and Grease, oh my goodness gracious, good for him. Looks like some other stuff in here. Uh, what, ooh. Honey, I shrunk the audience. Is that supposed to be Quark? It looks like that dog from, um, Frasier. <laughs> Whoops. I hit a button. Hold on. Alright, here we go. If you guys thought this prof- podcast was professional, you would be dead wrong. Because it's not. <laughs> Alright. Let's see. The film was at first not supposed to be a sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Originally titled Big Baby. Oh, that fucking sucked. It was about a young toddler who grew to giant size by a freak accident involving a growth rate and eventually terrorized Las Vegas in a non-violent yet Godzilla-esque way. <clears throat> Disney saw the possibilities of making this into a follow-up to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and rewrote the script to the movie. Whereas most of the characters from Big Baby were rewritten as characters from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, there was no character that could take the place of Amy Selinsky, Wayne and Diane's eldest child and only daughter, portrayed by Amy O'Neill. Instead of excluding her character from the story, Amy makes a brief appearance in the beginning of the film and it is explained that she is leaving for college. Why don't you just already have her at college? I mean, if you think about it, in Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves... We don't know what the hell Nick and Amy are doing at that point. They may as well not even fucking exist other than the fact that Amy went to drama camp. Uh, Nick went to isosceles camp or whatever the fuck it was. And Adam, 10-year-old Adam, is like into like baseball and shit like that. So he's going the route that teenage Nick went in this movie. As in, I'm so embarrassed by my dad. He's a big old loser. Another piece of trivia, much of the dialogue between Wayne and Adam, such as the bedtime story and feeding time, was improvised by Rick Moranis in response to whatever Daniel or Joshua Shalikar, the twins who played Adam, happened to say. This was originally going to be titled Honey, I Blew Off the Baby, but it was changed due to fear of negative feedback for the title. Oh, come on. 
I get it with like staying in with the whole honey I shrunk the kids, honey I blew up the kid thing. Can you imagine this having not been a sequel and just something called Big Baby? That sounds fucking stupid. I believe there is a special behind the scenes video on YouTube of they have one for honey I shrunk the kids. They also have one for honey I blew up the kid. So after Alex Daniels portrayed Adam in his blown up form, he is credited as Uncle Janusz. Daniels wore a 40 pound electronic headed Adam suit for the role and was coached on how to mimic the movements of a toddler. Once suited up on the set, Daniels had to magnify his movements so they would show through the costume's heavy clumsy folds. Occasionally, the heat inside the outfit proved too much for his coolant system, a vest with ice water pumped through tubes, prompting crew members who noticed Daniels faltering to yell, Get Alex out of there. Oh, wow, I didn't know this was Carrie Russell's feature film debut. Cool. Apparently, Disney was forced to pay $300,000 in damages as a result to some... Mark Goodson Productions director Paul Alter, who claimed to have come up with the idea of an oversized toddler after babysitting his granddaughter, watching her topple over building blocks. He wrote a screenplay titled, Now That's a Baby. That's... Who the fuck wouldn't think that? Whatever. For 30000 I'm sure it's less after your lawyer took out his half. Adam Solinsky is played by twin brothers Joshua and Daniel Shalikar. Most films and TV shows that involve small children typically cast older children, typically ages 3 and 4, that look younger than they really are. However, the Shalikar twins were 2 years old during the film's production. The same age as the character they were playing were, was supposed to be. Due to the fact that they were fairly easy to work with and took direction well, Dan was noted as being the more adventurous of the two, while Josh was more cautious. So around 44 minutes when Wayne and Diane are trying to find his original shrink ray, we see Rosebud, the sled from Citizen Kane 1941, and the Ark of the Covenant from Raiders of the Lost Ark 1981 are visible in the lab security warehouse. Well, I guess I'll have to look for them. I've never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I've never seen Citizen Kane, but I know enough about it to know what Rosebud is. Oh, it does say this. I just said it. The sled from Citizen Kane. <laughs> Similar to the twin girls that played in the movie, the baby in the movie Willow, Daniel and Joshua Shalikar did not act in any, other, in any other movies. In real life, Daniel became a firefighter and Joshua became a digital technologist. Kind of like the twins who played Nikki and Alex in Full House. Um, they didn't pursue any acting outside of Full House afterwards. Um, one became a firefighter, I believe. The other one did more like the technological soundboard type stuff. Sound engineer, I guess. The water amusement park featured in this movie, Wet and Wild Las Vegas, closed down in 2004. I'm going to have to look for this. At around an hour and eight minutes, at the beginning of the film, when Wayne first goes into... Adam's room, the meowing Kit Kat clock from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 1989 can be seen in the upper left-hand corner of the screen. I will keep an eyeball on that. Alright, without further ado, let's jump into Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. So, remember how the beginning of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids started with that animated boy and girl running through the kitchen and that dead fly carcass? Well, 
I'd say definitely. I think the animation got a little bit better because they do the same thing with Honey, I Blew Up the Kids opening, but it's mainly just a cartoon of Rick Moranis. And, of course, at this point, Baby Adam is already fucking huge. And you see a lot of this clap, clap, let's do the patty cake thing. And then you see... Adam's giant hands come into frame and just gaboosh push his father out of the way. Now we see like a living room kitchen table. Apparently Diane, cartoon Diane does not know how to pour coffee because she's pouring it all over Wayne's pants. It's going out of the cup. And big baby Adam of course gets his foot caught in his high chair. We see what's supposed to be Quark barking under the table. He does manage to get the high chair off, but not before, like, it's almost (laughs) like the high chair pins Wayne to the wall. We see an invention for, it's like a big old machine crane thing for Wayne and baby Adam to do the seesaw and now Wayne's got a rope he's on the roof and he's gonna feed Adam we see Wayne trying to tie giant Adam's shoes and he ends up tying himself to Adam's shoe we see Wayne trying to play ball with Adam and Adam takes a ball and just it's a giant ball and just slams it right into Wayne Adam goes and picks the ball up and his father's legs are like protruding out of the bottom of it. This goes on for quite a while. Wayne's shaving and all of a sudden Adam like opens the door. He's able to like fit his giant self into the doorway and knocks Wayne out the little dink ass window. Now Adam's sitting in a chair. Wayne's sitting on his knee, reading him a story as Adam's starting to get tired. And the thing is, baby Adam is wearing the exact outfit he will wear for the entire movie, which is a yellow and black striped shirt with red overalls. Now we have Wayne in a suit of armor getting ready to do the clap clap patty cake, and Adam comes in from the other side from behind Wayne and shoves him. This was three minutes long. Holy moo. I can't even remember. Was the original that long? But that ate up a bit of screen time. Okay, we do get a destination. It says Vista Del Mar, Nevada. And apparently almost every single person has a swimming pool in their backyard. So instead of having a regular mailbox, you know this is Wayne. He's going to invent things. Especially the mailbox, which has got like a little blue like light that beeps. And it's got a whole little contraption set up. So the mail comes out the back of it, drops into a slot, and then Quirk comes out because he's still alive. And, oh shit. He's going to be dead by the time the, uh, the fourth, when's the fourth movie? The, the fourth movie. No, the third movie comes out, what, 96, 97, I think? look. I think it's nine. No, it was 96 because it was an eighth. I was in eighth grade and someone brought the movie in. But Quark comes out. He pulls this fake bone which ejects the mail and he takes it in. I gotta ask, there is a blonde haired woman and a dark haired woman that are either neighbors. They're jogging together. I honestly, looking back at this now, I swear they're a lesbian couple because 
the blonde haired lady is kind of mannish looking. I don't know. They just they give off that lesbian couple vibe because the lady later on is doing like the manly looking lady is doing like they're doing a birthday party for a kid, maybe their kid, I don't know. But she's wearing a magician's hat and everything. I don't they might be lesbians. They might be a lesbian couple. I don't know. Their house, the Solinsky house, is fucking amazing. You know what it reminds me of? The poltergeist house. E. T. you know, Elliot's house from E. T. I don't know. This might be the same dog, but well, he's put on some miles. I mean, it's been, what, 90, 89, 90, 91? It's been three years. We don't know how old Quark was in the first movie. I'm going to say he was, like, maybe two. And Doc's going to live to be, like, 13 years old. But he definitely looks like he's kind of, sort of, he's, looks like he's probably, like, seven or eight. Like, he's showing his age. Here's the thing with the first movie. He goes in with a male and... Diane's ignoring him just like in the first movie he goes puts the mail on the kitchen table and Nick's ignoring him in the first movie he's even got a like doggy door that's all like robotic and hardwired poor dog's like can you just take the mail out of my mouth I mean I did the service for, for you did I not we have a robotic toaster that has a piece of toast on the inside and you see like the light up wires on the inside that are cooking the toast. He even has a uh, trash receptacle thing that kind of is connected to the ceiling as Diane. It's just simple day in the Selinsky house. She just tosses a empty box of life cereal in the trash as it goes around the kitchen. We do see from the first movie Quark's dog biscuit machine. Just like in the first movie, we got the um, press a button, talk into it to get your, you know, whoever you want to get. At the top, we have Adam. Below that, we have Mom. It's like you just hit a button and you just talk into it. And even on the bottom, remember in the beginning when A.B. was um, typing out, like, breakfast, five minutes, and he types out, like, I'll be down in, like, five minutes, and then the little, like, paper comes out? They even have that on the bottom. So this did make the move from the, the house in the beginning. So we got Adam, Mom and Dad. We got Amy. Her name will have to be removed. Nick, we got garage, and we have workshop. So she's calling for Nick. Say, hey, everyone's probably got a speaker in the room. Nick, of course, is a teenager. So it's been about three years. I'd say he's probably about maybe 14, close to 15 at this point. He definitely is not into building a, sh a shrink ray model or any sciencey stuff. He is into guitars. He's got his guitar. He's got his amp. And he's just picking away at it as you hear the ding, ding, ding. Like, he's got his music playing and everything. Still got the glasses. His voice is a little bit deeper. He's definitely a cutie. He's definitely that angsty teen because he's gotta be. Because Amy's off to college, so someone's got to be. But, of course, yes, they do have. I what the f time of day is it supposed to be? It looks like quarter to... No, it looks like five minutes to five. 
His bedroom is pretty much that of a typical teenager. So he's got like pictures of race cars and a bunch of different things. Books. Some rap group in the back. I can't tell what that is. Now we're going to meet baby Adam, who's about two years old. He's watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, because why not? It's 1992. And wouldn't you know it, what Mr. Rogers is singing about kind of plays into the whole, honey, I blew up the kid enlarging. Your hands are getting bigger now. Your arms and legs are longer now. You even sense your insides grow when mom and dad... Little Adam is just sitting in a little chair in this high-tech looking play... It's just a... It's a playpen. Wayne's coming down the stairs. Of course, he's got a helmet that helps him shave. He's got a mirror in front of his face as he's walking down the stairs, getting ready for work. Diane, of course, is asking Wayne where the baby is. And it's like, oh, he's in the playpen. And she's like, well, honey, he does get out of the playpen. And of course, Wayne's like, well, no, I fixed it. And she's like, yeah, the last time you fixed it, he still got out of it. This playpen's got like two fucking levels to it. He's even got like a robot thing that does the dusting and the vacuuming and all that shit. Wayne goes into Adam's room and we do see Adam on the door. We do see the cat up there to the left of the playpen. Yeah, like I said, that playpen's got two different levels to it. So now it seems like in this movie, Diane is like... It's not like she's belittling his ability, but it seems like Wayne is getting the impression. Like, can certainly fix a little playpen. I mean, you're just a little baby after. I was like, dude, that's your son. Why are you like, you're just a little baby. I kind of get where we see Rick Moranis just kind of playing off um, either Daniel or Joshua's... um, questions and stuff because he's like pointing at his hat that's got a lot of batteries in there he's like your hat and he's like it's my helmet and he's like is it a new one and of course Wayne's like yeah yeah it's a new one see it shaves me (laughs) all right here now we're in the kitchen we got Amy and Diane Diane is determined to go with Amy to college to help her set up Like, I'm going with you, period. And Amy's like, Mom, seriously, in the first place, it's not like I've... She's like, I'm not the first girl who has ever gone away to college. And in the second place... I I get it. No one wants their mom there or their dad there to cramp their style when they're moving into... I mean, how much... She probably has to have a dorm roommate. It's not like she's going to have a lot of shit to move into. I mean, I don't even know where she's going to college. Clearly, you can get there in a taxi, so it can't be too far away. But Nick, of course, needs some advice about girls. He's afraid, like, his nerdish looks, like, are what repel girls to him. Like, they don't find him attractive or something. Poor Quark just like, can anyone take this damn mail from my mouth? And Diane's like, honey, I'm going I'm going to help you get settled, okay? That's all I'm going to do. I I don't want to meet your friends. I promise I won't embarrass you kind of thing. Now we're going to jump back to Adam's room where of course the boy playing Adam, whichever twin it is, is just kind of riffing off of what uh Rick Moranis is giving like, "Hey, you want 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 a noise? Want a noise? Yeah, cuz the the all these fun little things in this playpen which is made of like plexiglass and PVC piping. (laughs) 
and a bunch of little doodads and stuff. You just like hit a button, make a noise, that kind of stuff. Like, uh huh. Yeah, I heard it. He's like, more? And it's like, sure, why not? <laughs> I keep bopping and jumping back and forth between Adam's room and uh, Wayne interacting with his son and Amy and Diane and Nick. All right, now, like I said, we're going to get to Nick and Diane. Nick is like, hey, mom, let's say you were a girl. And she's like, uh, I think I can visualize it. He's like, do you think I look I look like a nerd? I mean, just by looking at me, you know? And he's, like, trying to, like, fix his hair and everything, like, kind of finger comb it to the side. Of course, Amy's like, Mom, it's a rhetorical question. doesn't really require an answer. And like I said, in the sequel, so in the first movie, Diane's hair is kind of like strawberry, blondish, red, whatever. Um, now it's like California blonde. Like, she's got a nice tan. She's got California blonde hair. Really, you know, once I got out of like Fresno, California and got into Nevada, like, I am getting myself some sun. I'm gonna go get some vitamin D. How many boxes of life cereal do they have? I thought you just threw away a box. Oh, there's one on the kitchen table. Apparently, that's got to be the staple cereal of the Selinsky home. Instead of Cheerios, it's life cereal. And, of course, Amy, like, leaves her. I'm like, go away, Amy. And Diane goes back to Nick. Well, okay, um, am I any girl in particular? He's like, oh, well, no, just um, a girl. I thought I might, you know, ask to go to the movies or something. He still calls him Nikki. Like, oh, for heaven's sake. He's 14. I'm surprised he didn't. Mom, please, just call me Nick. None of this Nikki nonsense. Like, I'm, like, 12. And she's like, honey, you're turning into a very handsome young man. You're going to be just like your dad. And, of course, Wayne comes in, and he's having an issue with his helmet shave razor dealy going on like the servo regulator whatever because the razor's like hitting his face and of course this is the last thing that nick wants to hear oh you're gonna look just like your dad when you get up you're gonna be just like your dad now in the first movie that would have been a compliment here it's an insult like i don't want to look like my dad let alone be like him he's embarrassed of him but then again Adam, in the second movie, when he's 10, is embarrassed of his dad. Like, oh, my dad's a loser. He's a nerd. If I were a teenager in 1992, I was 10 when this movie came out, I would definitely date that boy. I would date him hard. He is so cute. The glasses just even, they add to that appeal. But then again, if you think about it, now if he comes back as an adult, he's probably got contacts or LASIK or something like that. I love how Nick is just glaring at his dad like, ugh. So, Diane's kind of be out the door, you know. She's they're just waiting for the cab to come and get Amy and her, you know, tr- trunk full of belongings. And she says, look, if you and Nick want to get out by yourselves, I left the babysitter's number on the fridge and some money for pizza and all that good stuff. So it's going to be kind of a guy's, like, week, weekend. Of course... Nick just was like, ugh, just glaring at his daddy as he walks past. And Wayne's like, what's with him? Like, what's up his ass? And Diane's like, you know what? I think there's a girl. Well, since he did ask you a question about if you think if he looks like a nerdophobe, 
with the glasses and the hair and all that shit. I mean, clearly, yeah, like, oh, a girl I'd like to go, you know, to the movies with or something. And apparently Wayne can't grasp, like, what? Our Nick? He's into girls already? I thought he was, like, 12 years old three years ago. And I like how Diane's like, you know, he is growing up, in case you haven't noticed. His voice is deeper, he's probably got pubes, armpit hair, all that stuff. Eventually, his mind is going to turn to that of the opposite sex or same sex, depending on where his interests lie. Here is the thing that we have with baby Adam. Of course, he Diane was right. He gets out of his playpen. Apparently, it's not that difficult. It's not like uh, Wayne's keeping him on, on lockdown. Nick goes to his room, sees that Adam is just ruining his guitar, probably ripping the strings off it, knocking it down, stepping on it. Mind you, he's probably only weighs like 30 pounds for a two-year-old. I don't know how much they weigh. And Nick's like, Ugh, I'm going to kill you, little shit. Of course we get the repeated line throughout the movie, I'll fix it. I'll fix it, little Adam says. And Nick's like, oh, I'm going to fix you, you, you little punk. Why did my parents have to have another damn kid? I didn't ask for this. You had to pop out another one, didn't you? You couldn't have kept it in your pants, huh? <sighs> so Diane gets there before Nick can thrash the hell out of baby Adam. Like, Nick, enough. I'll take care of it. She just goes in there, bends down to Adam's level, and says, Adam, no. And he thinks, oh, I'm sorry, Mama. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure you are, little toddler boy. Of course, this doesn't sink in because he'll keep doing it. And so the movie goes, I, I don't know what this kid's attraction is to guitars. This toddler attraction is to guitars. And Amy's, like, in the doorway. She's got all of her stuff. Lo- she's loaded down with luggage. Like, Mom, the taxi's gonna be here and like, Less than five. Can you, like, not worry about your youngest right now? He's two. You know, babies need to do things at least a hundred different times. You tell them no every time. I'm sure they're not going to listen. You give them a swat on the butt. I'm sure eventually they'll like, Oh, playing with this guitar and being in this room earns a butt slap. So I guess maybe I shouldn't be in this room. Yeah. She lifts him like, oh, you're getting to be such a big boy, Adam. Well, that's probably because he took a dump in his diaper. That's why it's so heavy. So now apparently it's a family thing as Wayne and Diane are going to feed baby Adam because it's a... (laughs) And he's just looking at Adam like, how do you keep getting out of that playpen? Life finds a way. Wayne, okay? It does. If he doesn't want to be in that playpen, he's going to find a way out. Of course, Diane's like, I think we need to, like, forget the playpen idea because he clearly is getting out of it. How fun would a playpen be to a child if they realized there was no way to get out of it? That is a baby hazard. Stop what... If he gets out of it, fine! But find something else. You you throw a bunch of stuff in that playpen, that kid's eventually going to get bored. Oh, TV. Okay, I, I have like a two-second uh, attention span. That's a safety hazard. You want to make that playpen so he can't get out of it? That's a hazard. I'm surprised none of those toys in there have caught on fire yet. But then again, you know, Diane's like, honey, we need to, like, forget the playpen idea. And Wayne's like, I'm not an idiot, okay? I can fix the damn thing. I said I will fix it. 
And she's like, I didn't say you were stupid. Why is it like he feels like she's questioning his intelligence? Like, gosh, you can't do anything right. Remember when you shrunk our kids and the neighbor's kids? Ugh. Amy comes down like, Mom, the taxi's here. We we need to go. If you're going to come with... No, I'm saying she's like, okay, get in the car. Go, go, go. That way uh, Diane wouldn't be able to go. <laughs> like, just don't even announce the taxi. Just get out there. Get in the car. Like, go. Just go. Because <laughs> you know she doesn't want her mom with her. I mean, that's going to cramp any college student style. Like, hey, Amy, how's it going? Uh, yeah, that's my mom. She... Look, I tried to ditch her. Unfortunately, she insisted on coming to help me out. Let's make her feel as unwelcome as possible. That way she'll get the hint and leave. So apparently at two years old, he's still eating baby food. Wouldn't he be like close to being on solids? Because Wayne sits down like, oh, what's for breakfast, Adam? Anything good? And he's like feeding Wayne. Like, oh, this is so great. It's like some baby mush. I thought at least by two years old, the kid's got enough teeth in their head that they can handle. We see him eating a peanut butter sandwich later. He doesn't need this baby guap. Get him on solids. I don't know. Maybe he has dietary issues or something and he needs to, like, have the goop. I don't know. Oh, apparently... The whole family's just ready to see Amy off because she does not come back. She's gone. Wayne's carrying Adam like, okay, and then Mommy's going to go to the airport. And then Mommy's going to show Amy her new room at school. And then she'll eventually be back. Apparently Adam goes to daycare because... What does Diane do for a living? Wait, she was a realtor in the first movie. Do you think she's a realtor in this movie? We never hear about it. So maybe this is, Diane's going to be gone. We clearly just, I, I can't have him with me at work. Nick's got a job because he's 14. In 1992, you could work at a job, you know, part-time when you're 14. But I guess, like, oh, God, I can't bring him with me. I can't leave him at the amusement park with Nick because he's got to work. I can't send him with Diane because, you know, Amy's got enough on her plate as it is. I guess we got to take him to daycare. Hopefully they'll, like, tire him out, sit him in front of the TV, and he'll, like, zone out to Gilligan or something. Here's another thing that comes up throughout the movie. Adam, what kid, what baby doesn't hate naps? So when I get home, he'll take a late nap, and Adam's like, no nap! That's going to come back in a big damn way later. So, of course, Diane's like, honey, what are you doing? You don't say the N-word around two-year-olds. Damn it, I thought you knew this. We've been through two kids already. This should be, like, nothing to, I mean, my gosh. But I don't know, maybe raising a toddler in, like, 1974 is different than raising a toddler in, like, 1992. They come out the womb already knowing that naps are bad. They don't want to take them. The subtitles, I guess, get this wrong. Because we see Adam playing with a car. That'll come back. And he's like, it sounds like he says toy car, but the subtitles say colored car. He does not say colored car. And apparently he's strong enough to push Nick down, who he's just like on his knees, bent down at Adam's level. Like, eh, I'm going to push you. Eh. And of course, Diane's making sure that Wayne remembers all the stuff that Adam needs. You know, his lunch. The babysitter, 
his nap get his NAP schedule, um, all that shit. And she's like, damn it, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting something? Yeah, and, of course, Wayne's like, honey, I got it. We have had two kids already. We've been through this. I know. And, of course, they like, okay, enough fighting. Let's make out for a hot second until Amy's like, can you two knock it off? My plan. Oh, they got to go on a plane. Why did I think the taxi was just taking her to college? No, taking her to the airport to get on a plane to go to college. I don't know where she's going to. I don't even know what her, maybe fashion. Maybe she's going to like, for like fashion or whatever that degree is called. I don't know. Of course, like, honey, relax. We've been through this twice already, okay? I get it. Don't you think I can? It's almost like he feels like she doesn't trust him around the kids, especially around a toddler. Like, ugh, you can't do anything right. Your inventions are horrible. Just, ugh, I can't even believe I had another kid with you. Like, yes, honey, I trust you. And then they make out. And then Amy's like, can you break it up? I got a plane to catch, please. I'm surprised you didn't, like, get in the car. Like, go, 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 go while they're making out so I can just get to the airport by myself. <laughs> Back in the day when you didn't have to take your shoes off at the airport and it didn't take you forever to get through security. Yes, we don't need another Solinsky child. You already got three. Amy's like, Dad, relax. It's going to be fine. She'll get there. Realize there's nothing to do because I know what I'm doing. She'll be bored and she'll be on the next plane back. It's going to be fine. And she takes her finger, puts it to his mouth. That's her form of a kiss. Amy's like, oh, bye, Nick. Of course, before she gets in the car, she's like, don't forget, drop Nick off at his job and add him off at the daycare because you got to go to work. He's like, fuck, I got to get to work. I'm already late. Well, Amy and Diane are driving, uh, riding away in the yellow cab company. The phone number is 873-2000. Don't know what the zip code is, but what's that? Barabee toast? Coast? Toast? Chinese food? It's got like a dragon on it. What's that other thing? The Pride in America? Maybe it's something to do with the phone company. I don't know. It's like the ads that they have on top of the taxi cab. So Wayne works at Sterling Labs. And of course, he's got to have his van. You know, they got to have a van because they have a toddler. And this van is like souped up for solar power. It's completely run on solar power. So that way, he, I don't know what gas was in 1992. I'm sure it was at least over a dollar. He's like begging them, oh, come on, car, come on, come on. Because he's relying on the sun and the damn clouds if it's overcast. Well, that... So now we're inside Sterling Labs. We got the asshole boss. I told you about how much I hate this fucking guy. Ugh, I hate him. And everyone else that's in lab coach is like, shouldn't we wait for Solinsky? And of course... What the fuck is this guy's name? I can't remember. We'll find... It, in a hot second. It really doesn't matter. Anyway, like, no, maybe this will teach Solinsky to be on time. Like, ugh. Like, dude, if it weren't for him, you wouldn't even have this project. So go, yeah. Yeah, the actor's name is John Shea, and it's like, I've seen him in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. He was in this TV movie with Joanna Kearns called See Jane Run, where he, um, 
played a husband who was a doctor and his wife had amnesia and he convinced her that his she killed her daughter in a car accident and it, it just gets worse from there but it's just like this guy is just he's you look at this guy and he's like such an asshole so you want to punch this man in the face i think he's still alive though is he alive yeah he's still alive oh my gosh what is today no actually his birthday was yesterday good for him okay so anyway um we got a couple dum-dums a man and woman in lab coats that we keep we'll keep cutting back to later but they're just like fucking boris and natasha stupid so like i said the first movie is all about shrinking stuff this movie is going to focus on a machine that enlarges and they're enlar- trying to enlarge this crystal, which turns out to make it all gooey. It makes it like a gelatin type, and it starts like like all blah, 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 expanding and everything. And what the hell? I gotta find out what this man's name is, because it's gonna drive me nuts. Hendrickson, yes. Hendrickson goes down and it's like, oh my gosh, did we do it? Did we enlarge it? And the thing like rolls around like... That turns into gelatin and, like, hits him in the face. Of course, Wayne picks the perfect time to be like, I'm sorry, I had to drop my son off at daycare, and then my older son had to, I got to get him to his job, and went wild, he got a job this summer, and what's that shit on your face, Mr. Hendrickson? And, of course, Mr. Hendrickson is like, fuck you. (laughs) I mean, we like your machine, but we, I hate your guts, Zelensky. Like, Selinsky just gets shit on by this guy. He is such a piece of garbage shit. Of course, the whole team of, you know, scientists follow him as Hendrickson's all like, Clifford Sterling, the man whose name is on the door. This big, giant, black and white photo of him that we sing our praises to every morning at the start of every day demands results. He demands results. I demand results. As board of directors, everyone at the top of the company wants to see results. And nothing, we're not saying anything. My job is to make this man happy. Played by Mr. Clifford Sterling. Played by, what's his name? Jeff Bridges. Good old Jeff Bridges. Wait, Lloyd Bridges. What the hell's wrong with me? Well, what's your like? There's Jeff Bridges from Big Lebowski. That's definitely not him in this movie. There's uh, Bo Bridges from The Wizard. I think he's been in other things. And of course, we have. I forgot his name already. Dear, what's it? Lloyd Bridges is the man with the white hair, right? Well, I know he's dead, but I'm just saying. Because are all three of those guys related? Jeff? Okay. I kind of figured. Isn't Bo Bridges dead too? Bo Bridges is dead too, right? I don't think he is. I can't believe Wayne did this. You licensed your device to Sterling Labs? It's like the finest minds in the country were promised we're going to work on your machine. You got to trust us. Like, you're not giving me a whole hell of a lot of faith, sir. I'm sorry, but you are not. I would, like, I'm taking my machine back. You're a garbage human being. Goodbye. So, in that amount of time, because he's got the shrink ray, but did he also build this enlarging machine and that's what they're using? I don't know. 
that fucking Hendrickson can go sit on a dick. Alright, let's get to the water park where Nick is... <laughs> he's not someone who's, like, operating the... He's 14. Of course, he probably had to be at least 18 to operate the rides. Um, no, he's pushing a lemonade cart and wearing a goofy hat that's got, like, a wave, water wave with some surfer on top. Of course, he's, like, in Mandy Land as we see a young Carrie Russell in neon pink... And floral Hawaiian two-piece bathing suit. This movie really emphasizes this girl's, like, her ass, her assets, all of it. It's just, the camera gets right up in there. We just see Nick just like, uh, you, it, his tongue weren't on the ground. I mean, it looks like it could be on there. Like, bleh. I mean, could he be any more obvious? I know you like her, dude, but you're just like, bleh. you're standing there. Bleh. Mandy, I love you. I wrote a song about you, Mandy, on my guitar. Yes, this movie. Oh my god. I mean, this girl is like, what, maybe, was she 16 when she did the. I don't know how old she was. Her first feature film. But it's like they're doing it in slow-mo as she's coming down the ride on this raft, emphasizing her jiggling boobs and her shapely ass. I don't like it. This is a child. You're sexualizing a child because this is like the girl of Nick's fantasy. That is a goofy fucking hat you're wearing, Nick. I mean, it's 1992. Get rid of the giant 80s glasses. Damn, how long was this shift? Four hours? So he hightails it. Apparently he probably saw Mandy exiting and like, oh, this is my chance. She's with her friends. I gotta play it cool. So Mandy, of course, is with her friends. And of course, some shirtless guy who's probably some guy, you know, football guy or whatever. It's like, just standing there like, Mandy? And she just, she's got a sun hat on. This dorky sun hat. And all of her, she's loaded down with like her blanket and all that, her bag of whatever. And he's like, Mandy? And she looks at him like she's just seen him for the first time. Rick! And he's like, uh, no, Nick. Right then, of course, who shows up but Daddy in his fucking space mobile? <laughs> Is she, like, hanging out with all guys? There's at least one, two, three. That might be a guy, I think. But there's at least three guys that are a four. I can't tell if that's other, that other person's a girl. But still, it's like, damn. She's like the Winnie Cooper of Honey, I Blow Up the Kid. She's got a harem of guys with her. Ew, someone's even got a fucking mullet. It's 92. Mullets were... Ugh. Oh, yeah, let's talk about this sun hat that... Mandy is wearing it's <laughs> it's like your regular type of bagel sun hat but it's got like some like fake like blue roses and some white ro it's just it's fucking gaudy as hell I would you couldn't pay me to wear that hat in 1992 I'm sorry but no it's god awful Let's look at some of these. Oh my gosh, that kid, that guy even has like a puka shell necklace. Ugh. One, two, three, four, five guys. We got one, two, and okay, three girls. So there's more like guy to, 
than girl ratio here. This one boy, hey Nick, your dad's here in a spaceship. Because you see the van that Wayne is driving. There's giant, they look like giant Belgian waffles on the top of this van. And there's also some on the sides as well. Someone says the dweezel wheels. Oh, fuck off. Of course, he's like, hey, Nicky, want to ride? It's like, oh, my God. Can you just call him Nick? He's 14, 15 years old. Stop with the Nicky already. Hell, he might as well have said, hey there, baby boy. You want to ride? Daddy's here. <laughs> Could Rick look at him? Rick. <laughs> Nick, could you look any more embarrassed? Like, fuck. I was like, hey, look at the nerd mobile. Fuck off. Who said that mullet guy? Oh, 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 I have some of those guys. They look like they're 22 hanging out with a 14-year-old Carrie Russell. A nice flight. Could this vehicle have any more shit inside of it? It's so souped up with, like, whatever. What is that supposed to be behind Nick's head? Something to massage your neck and the back of your head while you, your dad's driving? I don't know. But of course, Nick's like, thanks a lot, Dad. No, he's like, no, it doesn't sound like thanks a lot, Dad. It sounds like, thanks a lot, Dad. You really got me out of... And of course, Wayne's like, for what? And of course, Nick's like, never mind. I'm surprised they can even fit a car seat in the back. There's so much shit in that. It's so outfitted with stuff. What is all that shit? Is it what powers the wind? Uh, Belgian waffle solar panels? Does he have a fan blowing on him? It looks like he's got a fan on the dashboard. He's probably got something to cool stuff down. You don't want that van to get overheated. Nick, you know the answer to this question before it even came out of your mouth. He's like, Dad, were you ever popular in school? It's like, I need to know. Because I need to know what my future is going to look like. Because right now it looks pretty damn bleak to me. This all hinges on whether or not you were popular. And of course, Wayne goes on to talk about the astronomy club. Like, oh man, we were happening guys. Yeah, I bet you got a lot of puss. President of the Astronomy Club two years in a row. Woo-wee! I bet the girls were breaking down your door for your D. Well, apparently Wayne thinks this is a great time to bring up the whole, oh, your mom tells me there's some girl that you're into? What's that about? And of course Nick's like, what? Uh, no, no, I was just, you know, uh, um, wondering. <laughs> oh, God. Like, yeah, this is not the time nor the place to have this conversation. Hey, we're driving by the Hard Rock Cafe. That's going to make a comeback. So, they're back at home. Wayne's talking to Diane. Like, hey, how's your flight? And like, oh, no, we just got home. We're fixing dinner now. And we see dinner. It's a fucking charred mess. Chicken just burnt to a fucking crisp. And they're using, like, the fire extinguisher on the... <sighs> There's no one in the house other than Diane how to make something. I mean, this is like Amy Solinsky, Honey, I Trunk the Kids, beginning of the movie, burnt chicken. It's like her version of like burnt toast, burnt eggs, burnt whatever else she made that day. I don't know, burnt bacon. A whole damn oven, and it's one of those that's in the wall. It's just like flames are coming out of it. They don't have a fire um, a smoke detector at all because you don't hear that going off. 
or do you? And of course, like, oh, honey, what do I? No, no, that was just, oh, that was just a bad connection. Just another piece of proof that proves that uh, some of my stuff doesn't work right, like this uh, helmet phone. And of course, Diane wants to know how the baby's doing. Like, oh, he's in the playpen. No, I fixed it. He can't get out. The baby is riding on the cleaning mobile that he has, like, going through his living room. What else did he attempt to make? Scrambled eggs? Scrambled eggs and roast chicken? That sounds nasty. Here's another thing that's going to come back later. It's the ice cream mobile. And Adam apparently has a weakness for ice cream. It's going to get him into a lot of trouble. One right now where he's like, ice cream, ice cream, I'm going to get an ice cream. Of course, runs right out the fucking door. Wayne... You guys should not have had a, a third child because you clearly can't take care of this kid. If he's not getting out of that playpen, he's running out into the damn road because he wants ice cream. Dick is wearing, like, um, a snorkel, like, face thing with the goggles and shit. Of course, because there's, like, s- smoke just pouring out of this oven. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's, he's just, he's so mean to Quirk. And Quirk's like, uh, uh, like pulling out his pant leg, and Wayne's like, stop it. It's like, your kid is about ready to get run over by a damn ice cream truck. Get your ass out there, get off the phone, you can call her later, and get your kid. You're gonna have a dead kid, and we ain't gonna have the rest of the damn movie. He ain't gonna get enlarged, because he'll be dead. Now you notice him, uh-huh, when he opens the door. Don't they have child locks? Put a kid lock on the dang door. I'm sure it's inconvenient, but that way your kid can't get outside. Because he's tall enough to be able to... And the door is like one of those... You press the the lever down and it just opens. And of course, she's a right to worry. Like, oh, honey, everything's fine. Oh, you worry too much as he's like grabbing his kid. She left them a chicken. Apparently, well, they can't eat it now. It's like charred. So I guess it's just... Plain old-fashioned PB&J for din. Throw that in the trash! The dog is not going to eat that shit! He didn't even eat the fucking burnt toast and blackened eggs from the first movie. You think he's going to want this burnt chicken? I wouldn't. Couldn't pay a dog to eat that shit. And they'll eat anything. Even their own shit. Here we go. Wayne's going to attempt... The birds and the bees talk. You have a two-year-old there. You really think he wants to learn about penises and vaginas and pubes and pit hair? I don't think. And erections? I don't think so. Orgasms? I don't think so. G-spots? No, thank you. Even Nick, who's trying to, like, choke down this PB&J, is just like, fuck, I don't want to go through this right now. I just discovered masturbations and erections. I don't want to hear about this from you. Even Adam's scratching his head like, what are we talking about? Birds and bees. Of course, Adam's like, oh, you don't like your, you, you want my sandwich? Here, Nick, let me shove it into your mouth for you. And he just like shoves it right into his face. PB and J side up. Like, oh, get this shit out of my face, kid. Damn you. Ugh. Like, Dad, can you tell me again why you had to have another child? You couldn't have used a condom or pulled out in time? Oh my gosh! It's the same dang dog biscuits from the fr- We got stew biscuits, all beef, and whatever the hell the other one was. They're probably from the same damn box that's been expired for three years. 
have the, the dog's got to have something. That dog is like running on its last legs. I swear, because it's not even in the. It looks thin. Are you? Is he getting enough to eat? Oh, that dog just looks. He looks like he's his best days are behind him. Like that first movie just took like added miles to his life, or reduced them. I don't know. Could they not bother to get him fixed? I still see a set of balls on that dog. All right, now we're going to move to Adam's room. Oh, he's got a crib. It's adorable. That is a big crib. And nowadays, that kind of crib with the bars would be recalled. You would not be using that. Because I can just see that kid, like, climbing out of that thing, getting his foot caught, and just like, Daddy! <laughs> He'd be hanging upside down. Big Bunny! Adam's counterpart. And... Primary partner in destruction. Well, kind of. Big Bunny doesn't really do or move anything unless Wayne's got a hand up its ass. But, um, like, he's going to sing him a song. Oh, remember how I said that Rick Moranis is just kind of uh, improvising with whatever one of the twins say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's telling Adam, we got to be real nice to our brother Nick. You know why? No, why? Because Nick moved to a whole new place now and he's going to make all new friends just like you and me. A two-year-old is not going to know what that means. So he's like, hey, what song should we sing? Of course, Adam wants ABC. And Wayne's like, how about Twinkle Twinkle? And Adam's like, I want ABC. Of course, Wayne does the two-second version. ABC, Okay, Twinkle Twinkle, you ready? Wayne apparently sees something to do with, that's why that balloon is there. He's got a helium tank in his house. And he's thinking of the whole uh, expanding, you know, enlarging machine. So he's calling up Hendrickson, who's having dinner with his boyfriend, fiance, whatever. I don't know. It's just, and the guy apparently, they're all talking about Sterling's, like, he's off his rocker, he's outlived his usefulness. Dude, this is the chairman, this is the high up, this is the guy that owns the company. And you're shit talking to him saying he's like a fucking dinosaur needs to be replaced, retire already. If you heard you say that, you'd be out on your ass. <coughs> Of course, he doesn't really take anything that Wayne says seriously. Like, you know, but I don't care. Just write up whatever you're telling me about and, you know, no, just layman terms in English, none of that fancy shit. Just thank you. Have a good weekend. All right. I don't know how Nick got uh, Mandy's phone number, but he got it because he's calling. He's got one of those awesome phones that you can see on the inside. That is the coolest thing. He also has got a sign on a little sign on his wall in his room that says, I ain't got no education. What's that po framed poster? Like New York something or other. I don't know. It's like, oh, hi. Do you remember trying to call up your crush? Like, I don't know how you got their number or whatever, but you're you're nervous. You're, your fingers are sweating. You're dialing. It's like, oh, gosh, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Hi, can I please speak to Mandy? And, of course... The mother's like, oh, Mandy, you have a phone call. Like, okay, hello? Click. And it's like, the fuck? 
Adam somehow got out of his crib, unscathed, mind you, and pulled the plug out of the wall for the phone. I will kill you, little boy. I'm sure that's what Nick is saying. Like, oh, again, why did my parents have you? So just thinking about it, Nick was not that much of a torment to Amy in the first... But then again, Nick wasn't two years old. Nick was like 12. So, of course, Nick gives uh, runs after Adam. And Adam's like, Daddy! And Wayne's like, oh, what are you doing up? Hey, Nick, you want to come with me down to the lab? We can have a fun time. All three of us, just the Linsky boys. Like, whatever. I really don't care. That kid is not going to stay in his crib, let alone stay in that disgusting playpen you made for him. Shut the, lock the door. I don't know. I'm sure that's just as much a hazard, locking their kid in the room. Or just watching him and staying there while he's sleeping so he doesn't get out. This is just more proof that this kid is going to be a hellion once he gets to be huge. They already can't keep an eye on him because he's like slippery fingers. I'm going to run out into the street for ice cream. I'm going to go and wreck havoc in my older brother's room. I'm going to this. I'm. You can't catch me. They already can't catch him at normal size. You're, this is going to be insane when he gets bigger. So, yeah, the fact that Wayne even thinks that this isn't going to go um, unnoticed. Does he normally? Yeah, and the guy's even like, oh, it's weird seeing you here on the weekend. I normally see you Monday through Friday. Why are you here? Oh, I just want to, like, do some stuff. So, of course, the security guard goes. This is the same security guard, mind you, who, the, well, he didn't play a security guard. I think he played, like, a gas station attendant in Gremlins. But, yeah, he's like, this is fun. Call. He calls Hendrickson, who's at the country club, like, playing golf. <sighs> you, Smitty. I liked you at first. Now you're just an ass. And once they get Nick and Wayne and baby Adam, get, they have to bring that freaking stroller all the way down those steps. Ugh. Think of that daycare isn't open on Saturdays. So... Wayne is like, what? Access denied? Why would that be? I work here. Oh, it's probably your access is denied when you're not supposed to be there. That'd be like me going in on a Saturday when I normally don't work on a Saturday and trying to run one of my machines. That's also, first of all, you can't just go in and start up your machine and start running it. You have to have it validated or verified by a maintenance person first. So just like the first movie, you gotta lower the intensity of the laser. Same thing with this. Nick is like, oh, here's a empty Coke bottle. Not the plastic kind, mind you, that we know for nowadays. The retro kind, as you would call them now, with the glass bottom. So he's like, hey, let me break this bottle. Let's, like, put this in the thingamajig and see if that helps. So how in the hell does that override access denied? You put a thing in where the laser's gonna be, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, apparently that's what, uh, th that doesn't make any sense. You still don't have any access to the damn machine. How is it still, how is it able to run without that access? Details, guys. Apparently they're not important. So of course, here's another thing they run into. Hmm, well, now that we got the machine up and running... What are we going to use to try to enlarge? They look at Adam. No, they're not going to use their um, 
the youngest Zelensky kid. That would be insane. Oh, he's playing with the big bunny, his stuffed animal. Can we use this? Can we make it really big? Of course, Adam's like, no, it's mine. Don't touch it. No. They take it anyway. And of course, they're not paying attention. They're busy looking at the screen. They're not seeing Adam get out of his playpen. Or playpen. His stroller. Because <laughs> it's so simple. He doesn't even tip the thing over. He just climbs right out of it. The thing just all of a sudden like sparks or because of that glass bottom and that little that thing with the laser and sparks are flying all you're probably breaking the machine not to mention the other equipment you're probably breaking I hope it was worth it because they don't see this laser come out and Adam is like right there where Big Bunny is sitting on that platform as the laser comes out hits him with so much force knocks him back his hair's just boom. Blown to the back of the room. <laughs> and then he's like, he gets it. He's laughing, of course, because it's funny. I got hit with a laser. <laughs> you know, he's two. So, um, luckily, he wasn't in any pain because that would be another story. They probably would be able to tell, like, oh, <laughs> you know, he's crying. Like, no, he's not. He's laughing. And they're so distracted by, oh, my gosh, the machine is going to explode. We probably should get out of here. They don't see... Adam toddle back and sit in his uh, stroller thing. So Hendrickson's playing racquetball because the rackets are like really tiny. Or is that a tennis racket? I can't tell. But he's playing with a guy and two ladies. Is one of them his instructor? I don't know. But the guy's got like one muscular leg and one like, like leg that looks like thin. Like, I don't know. It's weird. These people look like they are fucking stupid. It's like, oh, that's it for me today. Duh! What did you say? They're fucking like slack jawed mouth on the mouth agape. What did he say? He's done? Okay. Well, apparently there's a power surge and Wayne's like, abort switches. Hit them. Hurry. And we see the lights like flashing up in the security room. It's like, he, the guy, Smith, Smithy, whatever the hell his name is, is on the phone, like, hey, what's going on there? And blah, 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 blah. Like, yes, I thought it was weird he was here on a Saturday. So Wayne goes over to Big Bunny. Of course, he notices no change. Like, apparently it didn't work. So they're leaving, and Smithy's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Hammer, I had to call. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, your baby is sure starting to get big because it only has to do with the electricity and the lights. And when Adam was like pulling on the little hood part of his um, stroller, you see like this electricity flaring up. Smitty, not Smithy. Whatever. And Adam, of course, as the guy's like, that baby, you're sure starting to get big. And Adam's like, I'm big. As he's like yanking on Big Bunny's like ears and legs. You big too, Big Bunny. So Nick doesn't get it, and I'd say I don't get it either. Um, Wayne is just acting like kind of a wuss plus. Um, he's like, Dad, how come you gotta ask someone's permission to work on your own invention? And Wayne's like, Well, Nick, your dad's a part of a team now. Nick's like, Dad, you they didn't invent this thing, you did. There's a lesbian couple again, out jogging. Okay, I gotta add, like, the blonde-haired masculine one is wearing, like, tight leggings and a t-shirt. Appropriate for summer. 
the brunette is wearing fucking sweatpants and a sweatshirt in fucking 90 to 100 degree heat in like June. The hell? Maybe it's like how, you know, back in the 80s they had those like um, garbage bag type aluminum foil looking like sweat suits or something. Like the sweat, it actually makes you sweat and like you get thin or some shit. I don't know. So, Nick, of course, just looks at his dad, shakes his head in disgust, and walks into the house. Wayne realizes, like, I really need to bond with Nick, so we're going to get you a babysitter, Adam. And he tries to pull Adam out of the car seat. Of course, he can't because Adam's bigger. Granted, Wayne doesn't really see that. He's like, have you been putting on a little weight? Yeah, he now weighs 50 plus pounds. When he's like two. Come on. Well, not being able to get him out of the seat. I guess I'm bringing the entire car seat into the house. And Adam's like, I'm big. I'm big. And of course, the lesbian couple are just like, huh? What's wrong with this kid? Why can't he get him out of that car seat? They're not saying that, but they're fucking slack jawed, mouth gaping open. Like, look, says it all. So he must, eventually he got him out of that car seat. And now he's putting him in his high chair. He's like, I'm going to make you lunch, Adam. Maybe a little low-cal thing. Stop fat-shaming your baby. He's not fat. <laughs> he just put on a little bit of weight because I would think that that car's got to have electricity. It's like anything with electricity and shit like that, like we're going to see in a minute with the microwave. It's going to, like, affect things. So of course, he's going to make Adam lunch and... He's got to get a hold of the babysitter because he's got to spend some quality time with his teenager. I don't spend time with my oldest. He'll not respect me and I'll lose him forever. Hey, why don't you try calling the number 521-2654? I don't know the area code. Maybe whatever the Nevada Vista Del Mar. If that's even a real city, I don't know. Remember the micro magic like frozen foods from the first movie? How I mentioned that does kind of make a comeback here in the sequel. It does. Because he pulls out fries and a hamburg for a two-year-old who was just eating, like, goopy slop in the first beginning. Baby, basically baby food in the first movie. But now he can gum down a microwaved hamburger and some microwavable fries. That shit goes in the oven. It goes in the... Well, that's what sucks about some frozen foods like that shit. It's going to taste better if it comes from the oven. You put that crap and nuke it in the microwave, it's going to be nasty. It's going to taste like it came from the, the microwave. Granted, this is like frozen food quality hamburger, cheeseburger, whatever. It's not going to be McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's quality. Okay, Mandy's last name is Park. So he's kind of like, hey, can you come over about 3.30 for us? And she, of course, can't pronounce his name to save her ass. Schletz Mitski. You fucking dumb dumb. And he's like, Solinsky, dear. And she's like, yeah, Solinsky, right. Yeah, that's uh, what I said. So she charges about two fifty an hour. So how is that? Is it the babysitter that says I'm charging this much? Or is that what the person who's having you sit for their kids says? This is ballpark. This is flatline rate. This is what we're going with. Who negotiates the price of the babysitting fee? I don't know. I don't know. 
but that's just if she sits on your couch and doesn't actually have to watch the child. She has to, like, change diapers, like, look at him, make sure he doesn't run out into the street and get killed. The price is going to go up. Fuck your shit, 14-year-old girl. You think you're going to say, this is my base pay, 250 but if I got to cook for him, if I got to change his stinky-ass diapers, if I got to sing him to sleep, if I got to make sure he doesn't run on the road, that is going to go up, and you're looking at maybe 350 to 4 bucks an hour. Fuck your shit. But he's desperate. He needs a babysitter. He's got to have that quality time with his son, his oldest son, who doesn't respect him, apparently. Oh, if she has to clean up the house and, like, do shit, the price is going to go way, way up. And apparently Wayne is like, oh, well, no, all you have to do is, like, just watch him. Well, anybody can, the dog can watch your kid if that's all that a person has to do. Well, just watch him. Do I have to interact with him in any way? Oh, I have to change his diaper? Well, that's going to be more. Do I have to feed him? Oh, God. That's going to be even more. Do I got to give him a bath? That's going to be more. Like, he's just planning to take his kid to a movie. What's a movie? Like, a couple hours? Maybe they're going to go out for pizza afterwards? I don't know. But it's not very long. Apparently the fries and the... Did he take the... Or did he put the things in? Wait a minute. So I guess he took one out of the package and then he put the other package in there. I guess that's how you cook them. I swear to you, this seems like this is the first time that Wayne has ever interacted with a, uh, a child. He must have forgotten, like, the days of baby Nick and baby Amy because he looks like this is first time parenting shit. He gets two bowls. Says, oh, it's kind of funny because the bowls, one's red, one's yellow, kind of like Adam's outfit. And he smells like, are these quarks or yours? You don't know? And of course, Adam's like, I, I, I want to go eat in a restaurant. And of course, Wayne's like, I got your food cooking. You're getting a burger and you're getting like microwavable fries. It's like virtually the same thing. And Adam's like, I, I want to go eat at a restaurant. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Not to mention, here's the thing. You have two bowls. You're putting a burger in a bowl, and you're putting fries in a bowl. Who does that shit? Nobody. Get a fucking, do you not have paper plates? Never in my human life have I ever... I've cooked one of those microbeaverable hamburgs. They're not bad. Uh, they're not great either. But anyway, never in my wildest nightmares have I ever like, well, let me get a cereal bowl and throw this burger in there. And here, let me throw some fries in this other bowl. No! No one does that! He thinks maybe this bowl will contain the mess he's going to make. Because you know he's going to make a mess. Those have got to be Quark's bowls, because the way that he comes in, like, oh, you're making me food? Why has he got my bowls? Those are mine! And he's like, okay, you stay here. Um, I'll be back. I gotta check on Nick. Oh, uh, your babysitter, she sounded great on the phone. She sounded like a fucking teenage bitch, is what she sounded like. Have they ever had her before? I don't think they have. Where did they find this girl's number? So Wayne's like, hey, I'm going to be your waiter since you want to eat in a restaurant. Let me take your order. And Adam's like, do you have a duck? And of course, 
Wayne's like, uh, shit. No, we we don't have the, the, the duck. It's not good. It's it, Trust me, it's not good. But can I tell you the special? And Em's like, and he's like, well, we have um, a hamburger and we have uh, french fries. Would you like those? Because that's what you're going to get. You could pretend it's duck. You would never do this. You would never, ever leave a toddler in a high chair and just walk out of the room. What's to say he's not going to get the wiggly jigglies and end up toppling that high chair over? You're looking at an emergency room visit. That isn't... Just to go tell your son, Hey, son, we haven't spent time together. Do you want to go see a movie, you know, just me and you, not the little baby? Yeah, great. Of course, we can't leave the scene without seeing how the microwave is going to affect Adam. And of course, Quark is here for all of it. This dog, he's just, he looks old. Part of me even thinks this may not even be the same dog. See, like, like, shiny, like, frizzy little fiber optic like lightning lights just like coming off of Adam and he's like pointing to the microwave and the microwave is like shooting out little lightning beams at him. Damn that four minutes takes forever because it's the microwave's only on two he said it for four and it's only now on two minutes. You see Nick re-threading the strings on his guitar because Adam probably like ripped them out. So Wayne's like, hey, Nick, you want to go see a movie? And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, there's a movie. He says, like, The Desert Six. So it's like one of those little theaters that has, like, six movies, I'm guessing. And Wayne's all buddy-buddy, like, great, come on, it'll take our minds off everything. And I'm like, my mind is fine. I don't know what's going on with you, but I'm just a teenager. We're not supposed to be getting along at this point. I'm supposed to hate your guts. And I'm supposed to, like, be disappointed in you. Oh, yeah, remember when you had to check showtimes in the damn newspaper? <laughs> so he's like, yeah, we'll go to the movies, we'll go get a bite to eat afterwards, all that good stuff. Let's jump back to the kitchen where Adam is, like, out of the high chair. He was able to climb out without injuring himself in any way. He's shoving Big Bunny up into the face of the microwave, which is still going on. That is the longest microwave four minutes I've ever seen on a microwave. Big Okay, now we get three, two, one, and then it like blah, and he's like, you see him like shoot right. He's like seven feet tall. Of course, Quark is like, woof, woof. and it, Wayne's like, what the hell? What's going on in there? Oh yeah, that's right. I left my toddler in a high chair unaccompanied. Ugh, crap. Quark is like, Quark is freaking out. Of course. Because the baby at, like, two feet tall was one thing, but seven feet tall? Hell, hell no. I am under the couch. So Wayne and Nick go into the kitchen, and you just hear the scream off screen as they both come running back into the living room to hide behind the couch. He might be a f- few feet taller than you, but for heaven's sake, he's still a two-year-old boy. What's he gonna do? Pick you up and take a bite out of you? So Nick's like, Dad, how did this happen? And Wayne's like, where were you in the lab? Weren't you watching Adam? And Nick's like, well, he was off to the side. And Wayne's like, yeah, but the the moment, like, the, the laser hit, where was he? It's like, oh, he was off to the side. Oh, what, wasn't he? Well, clearly he was not, judging by his size. 
So Nick and Wayne are approaching Adam. Wayne, of course, his jaw is just on the floor. Like, he can't believe it. And Quark, of course, sticks his head out from underneath the couch. And Adam just toddles in there, looks at his father and his brother, who are at least three feet shorter than him. And he's like, boo! And I love how he's got, like, Big Bunny, like, he's got him by the ears. And he's like, almost like Adam's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like don't worry Adam daddy's gonna make everything okay it's like this kid's got no worries he's just hanging out he's like whatever he's like he's two I don't think Adam fully registers his size yet I mean as a two-year-old he probably would have to like climb up into that chair he's sitting in but as a seven foot tall two-year-old nah he just pops right down <laughs> Adam's just got this big old grin on his face and it's funny how Nick is not shouting at his... Well, he's not shouting at him yet, but... Nick's just like, wow, this is so amazing! And Wayne's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start to think how to fix this issue. And I just noticed now it looks like Wayne and Nick are both wearing the identical type of glasses. So Wayne pretty much decides we just gotta get him back to the lab, we gotta analyze the data, we gotta... Get them back to regular size. Reverse the process, basically. And Nick's like, Dad, I think you're skipping a step. How are we going to get him to the lab? Don't you think it would be a little suspicious? We walk in there with a seven-foot toddler? Like, oh, yeah, that is a issue. So they stop at, like, the men's big and tall shop, and they dress him in this plaid blazer and they give him like a beekeeper's head to disguise his face and they're walking in there Wayne's like oh Smith I, I forgot my keys I forgot my I, I can't start my vehicle without my keys and of course I'm not going to touch anything in there because I I know that access denied is and, and Nick of course is trying to keep up with Adam who is like for every step that Adam takes, Nick's got to take at least two to three steps to keep up with him. And of course, the old security guard can't get a word in edgewise. Like, what? Who? Huh? What? So when they go to the door to go into the lab, they notice that there's people there. Clearly, it's like, no, 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 go back, go back, go back. And Hen um, Hendrickson's already there kind of figuring what the hell happened. What did you do? You fucked up. Oh, he lays into Wayne big time. As in, you're fucking fired. I don't know what the hell you did, but you fucking practically broke the machine. And now we gotta fix it, which is gonna cost a shit ton of money. And even Wayne says, you don't have the authority to make that decision to take me off my own, you know, this project of my machine. And Henderson's like, yeah, maybe I don't. Why don't you go call up Clifford Sterling and talk to him about it? Yeah, that's what I thought. He's talking about all the time and money it'll take. And yeah, I don't think that Sterling's going to have a great deal of sympathy. Oh, this is the Las Vegas shopping plaza. I love Nick's response when they're having Adam put on the hat and everything. Like, oh, yeah, he looks like a badly dressed beekeeper. <laughs> So, I noticed the time. It's like 2 in the afternoon. No, wait. No, I think it's like 1 in the afternoon. Yeah, it's 1 in the afternoon. 
Yeah, Ed is practically walking blind because he's got that beekeeper thing on, which is cutting off his vision. So he's like, I can't, I can't see, I can't see. Yeah, and you're going to have him attempt to go down some stairs wearing that thing? He's going to fall and crack his head open. Yeah, he's pretty much telling him, uh, Wayne that the whole project's been erased due to his incompetency of putting a uh, glass bottle into a filter and kind of fucking things up, just blowing out the entire electrical system. And Hendrickson's got this flash, like, oh, who is that? And... Of course, Wayne has to come up on the fly, like, make up an identity for Adam. Like, my my wife's Uncle Yadush. And Henderson's like, you let a foreigner into the lab. I'm like, you racist bastard. And you see Adam, you hear him saying, bathroom, bathroom. Basically, he's probably got to pee. Or take a dump. I don't know. And, of course, Henderson catches on, like, did he say bathroom? He's like, no, 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 baffoon, baffoon. Thank you for coming, bringing me down to the lab on a Saturday to look around. That's that's all. It's just a, yeah. Like, <laughs> and of course, Wayne must know how soon they can get, you know, restore the backups and all that stuff. And like I said, Hendricks had told him, that doesn't matter to you because you're no longer working here. You are off the project. And Wayne's like, huh, excuse me. Like, this is my fucking machine. Alright, so let's move on from this scene here. Because Nick's kind of pissed. He's trying to understand why in the hell his dad's got to ask permission to work on his own invention. And Wayne's like, well, I'm part of a team. It's like, of course he's got, Hendrickson's got a couple of his uh, lab people there working on trying to restore what he wants to know what Wayne was doing there. Yeah, Nick wants to know, why didn't you just tell them? At least you they'd know that you were able to make it work when no one else could. And this is where he brings up that they made the kids promise never to tell anything they were shrunk and lost for two days. Yeah, they didn't want the kids to become specimens, to undergo countless tests, endless observations, and who knows what else. And Nick's like, well, what about Adam? What are we going to do? And Wayne's like, I don't know. All I know is uh, we need to get this taken care of before your mother gets home because she will fucking kill me. How wild that he pulls into the driveway and who comes out of the house? Diane. And she's holding Adam's stuffed animal, Big Bunny. He holds it up and she's like, where did this come from? And... Wayne books it. He can't get out of that driveway fast enough. <laughs> it's like, crap! And Nick's even saying, hey, we can go to Mexico, Dad. We can ha- we can hide out there until he's like, you know, come back when Adam's like, um, bigger. I, I mean, older. <laughs> and, of course, Wayne's like, no, Nick, honesty's the best policy here. I'll just explain. And Nick's like, yeah, and then you'll beg for mercy. Well, I love where Nick is like, sure, I mean, it's not like this is the first time this has happened to our family. (laughs) She sees Wayne pulling up into the driveway again and is kind of like, what the fuck was that about? Of course, she's like, oh, well, um, the P and the R looked, oh, you're back early. And she's like, yeah, you know, it's really crazy. Amy didn't need me at all. It's like, no shit, she didn't need you there. 
He's like, oh, I thought I put it in park and it went into a reverse. And you know Diane is, like, looking. Like, who's that man in the van? The guy in that loud sports car? Like, she can't not see Adam in that car. She can't tell it's her son, but... So Nick is trying to keep Adam out of control, uh, keep him under control, as Adam goes and grabs Nick's glasses right off his face. Like, no, 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 those are Nick's. <laughs> like, yeah, he's gonna break those glasses. So Wayne takes Diane into the house. Like, well, that's what I want to talk to you about. But Adam sees his mom, and he's like, Mom, Mom, Mama, Mama. And Nick's like, no, 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 sit down, sit down, sit down. And you just see the van rocking back and forth. Of course, here we go. You know how sometimes the things I that I invent don't always work the way they're supposed to? I'd be like, well, 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 hold up. I think I know where this conversation, what did you do to my kids this time? And no, she's like, oh, sweetheart, you can tell me. How bad can it be? It's not like you did something to one of the kids again. He's like, well... <laughs> Yeah, the look on his face pretty much says it all. She's like, Wayne, where is Adam? He's like, uh. And she's just like asking, firing off these, all these questions. Who is that man in the van? And where did this bunny come from? And right away, Adam bursts through the door. Of course, before he reveals himself, Wayne's like, all right, I confess I did it. And she's like, did what? This, was, this scene was in all the trailers. She's like, did what? And Adam's like, peekaboo! As he uh, slams open the doors. And, of course, the famous Diane's gonna faint scene. What in the world? There's a baby in a diaper in a picture on the mantle. <clears throat> and just before Diane faints, because her mouth is agape, and her eyes roll back in her head, Wayne's like, I blew up the baby! Of course, Adam's like, oh, mama, fall down! Mama! Mama sleeping? And Nick's like, hey, how'd she take it? And Wayne's like, eh, about like usual. Pass, uh, faints on the floor. So he's trying to get her like some smelling salt. She's still got an arm around that bunny. And she's like, I'll kill Wayne. And Wayne's like, no, no, you don't want to kill Wayne. She's like, no, I want to kill Wayne. <laughs> and of course we hear the commotion in the other room. And Wayne's like, what is he doing? And Nick's like, he's playing with his toys. Wayne's like, well, make him stop. I was like, would you rather have him wrecking your house? At least he's occupied. I mean, you think a regular-sized toddler is going to run through the house like a tornado destroying stuff? Try a seven-foot-tall toddler running through your house destroying stuff. Your house would not be standing. He doesn't want his kid to have any enjoyment. He's always like, oh, he's always sneaking out of his playpen. Or, oh, he's playing. Don't let him play with his toys. He's not hurting anything. He's occupying himself. Because if you don't give a kid something to do, they're going to find something to do. You might not like it. I mean, he's, not, he's just playing. He's just chilling, hanging out. So Nick's like, oh, make him stop. Why didn't I think of that? Adam, stop fooling around. So Adam's, like, throwing stuff at Nick like a ball. And Nick's like, hey, come on, Adam, let's go for a walk. You're not taking him outside of the house. Heaven forbid those nosy neighbors show up. All it takes is one picture with a camera, and that kid's face is on National Enquirer in a heartbeat. Or on the local, well, he'll be on the local news later, but still. Try to keep it under wraps. 
Yeah, Anna's just making a mess. He's throwing like a Nerf ball and another Nerf ball. And Wayne's kind of looking at Nick like, oh, I told you, I told you, I keep him quiet. We see, hear stuff breaking. And then we also see people, kids on their like big wheel bikes. Like, what the heck is that? So Diane finally comes to and she screams. Oh my gosh, my baby. My seven foot tall baby. No, she uh, goes right for Wayne's throat and starts choking him out on the other couch. He's like, it's not as bad as it seems. And she's like, yeah, it almost couldn't be, could it? And right away, her hands go right for his throat. Like, I ain't gonna fucking kill you. It comes in and says, hey, look, I finally got him in his room. It's like, he ain't gonna be able to fit into that playpen. So Wayne's like, tell me it's to stay inside and close the door. Because, you know, Diane's hands are around his throat, so he can't really talk. It's like, yeah, I uh, closed the door. And crap, he just opened his door. And we see Adam come out with his door in his hands. Oh, he broke off the door. Oh, Yeah, we see that you broke off your door, Adam. <laughs> so you see Diane trying to parent her seven-foot-year-old seven foot two-year-old toddler like honey put the door down give the door to daddy adam and wayne's like give daddy the door adam and i'm like oh i'll fix it oh he's always like i'll fix it i'll fix it (laughs) so i'm guessing they're part of a like um homeowners association because these two ladies like i said whether they're a lesbian couple i have no idea but it's like, wait till the Vista Del Mar Standards Committee sees this. So they're clearly part of a, what? Because they got a funky looking mailbox that's pretty awesome. Like, oh my gosh. Wait till they, like, are you trying to get the Zelenskys kicked? Why is it they always have neighbors that want to get them, like, kicked out of their house? Or they're always, like, around disgruntled neighbors. Bitches, find something else to complain about. Lady's taking a Polaroid pic. It's the blonde-haired woman that's got the problem. The brunette's all like, well, maybe we shouldn't bother with it. I mean, it's just a mailbox. And this blonde-haired lady's all with the camera's all like, hey, Patty, things have, small things have a way of becoming really big things. She says, little things have a way of becoming very big things, Patty. So we got... Adam and Wayne kind of battling over the door. Like, my door. No, give me the door, Adam. And, of course, Adam takes the door and just slams it against Wayne's head. And Adam falls backwards and breaks a chair. He's like, I'll fix it. Like, no, your foot's on an end table. He's breaking stuff. But we do see, we keep seeing from outside the house, people that are just walking about. One person's on a bike. One person's standing in their yard. One person's got a briefcase. We got the two, um, lady lesbian, possible lesbian. I'm sorry, I'm not harping on the lesbians, guys. I mean, they're not lesbians. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry about that. Um, no, everyone's here like, Diane, like, don't fix it. And I'm just put down mommy's coffee table. And everyone's like, the hell is going on over there? Because apparently they're yelling so loud that you can hear it outside of the house. Adam's now playing with an inflatable globe. They're like, okay, Adam, slow down. Be careful, please. Be careful. Diane's like, not my antique chair. Well, go up to him and take it from him. Heck, he might be three feet taller than you, but he's still a toddler. You're telling me you can't parent? 
I mean, granted, yes, he can overpower them easily. And just stuff is breaking, and you just see a crowd just gathered outside their house. Like, some guys, like, are they remodeling in there? So Adam is running around where the fireplace in the living room, and then, um... It's like a room divider here, like a, an island area. What I don't know what you want to call the thing, but he's running around it. We got Diane, Nick, and Wayne are trying to catch him, and there he's just Adam's laughing like this is all a game to him. He's having a fun time. <laughs> Holy! There are there's let's see one two three four. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 people in this shot alone outside of the Solinsky residence. That's how loud this sound is carrying. And everyone's so concerned. Is this a weekend? No one's working? <coughs> but it's summer, so, I, but I don't know. I could have been doing this to begin with, because Wayne's like, all right, you guys go that way, I'll go this way. You could have done that to begin with. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, I just noticed something that I've never noticed before. This is like cardboard cutouts from the original Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because you got Amy and what she was wearing in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You have Diane wearing her blazer as a realtor. We got Wayne with his suit and tie like he wore for his presentation you got nick with his uh plaid flannel shirt and then you got little adam of course in yellow in red i gotta look in the trivia because i swear there is something there so on the mantle we're seeing a picture of 12 year old nick from the first movie we got what looks like uh, smaller pictures of Amy and Nick. It's basically stock photos from images from the first movie. And I swear I saw like a back to the behind the scenes video on YouTube. I'm going to see if I can find it. About them talking about the process of making this movie. Whereas in the first movie, the kids were shrunk and they had to work their camera magic. But here, they got to make Adam look bigger than his parents and his older brother. So I'm kind of wondering if maybe that's what those little mini cardboard cutouts of Wayne, Nick, Amy, and Diane are, and little Adam. So as I said, Wayne says, all right, Diane, you and Nick go that way. I will go this way and try to cut him, cut him off. As soon as Wayne turns around, Adam is right in his face. And Wayne's like, hey, little guy. And Adam reaches down and just picks up Wayne in his arms. And Wayne's like, Adam, put Daddy down. Put Daddy down. And you just see the outside of the house with this crowd that is, like, right on their front lawn. And this dog is sitting there. It's like, Arr! Like, with his head cocked sideways. Like, I don't get it. So I just uh, paused it right here, and it looks like we do have what looks like a dummy for Wayne as Adam picks him up. And then when we cut back with Adam carrying Wayne, it's 
Rick Moranis. But of course, we only see the back of Adam, so clearly that is a guy in a suit. And of course, Adam's first love is going to be Nick's guitar, and that's exactly where he's headed. And Nick is like, no, 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 not my room, not my guitar! So what is Nick going to do? Adam is, like, three feet taller than he is. And he's like, put down my guitar, put it down! And he's... To the point where he's on the floor and he's trying to trip Adam by grabbing onto his leg. And Wayne and Diane are like, Nikki, come on, he's just a baby. And Nick's like, no, he's not a baby, he's a monster. And now they're chasing Adam outside in the backyard around the, and through the house, through the French doors. And finally, they head Adam off. They take away the guitars, like, go hide the guitar. What is Adam's fascination with the guitar? It's, I don't get it, but clearly because it's his older brother's, it's like, oh, I want to play with the guitar. That's going to become a thing later. I love how Adam is just giggling the whole time, running away from his parents and Nick. Like, ah! <laughs> he's just having so much fun. It's like, oh, come chase me. <laughs> Alright, now of course we gotta go back to the lab with this man and woman in lab coats and they're trying to figure out what happened when Wayne was there. And the image that they're looking at is distorted, it's fuzzy, and they're like, oh, let me enhance it. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. Or the lady's like, no, no, look at this. What's this here? Oh, bone and fur and hair. And it's just, they keep cutting back to this and it's like, the hell? Because I'm just going to sum that scene up right now. Hendrickson comes down and like, oh my gosh, look what we saw. And he's, all he does is lean over, hit a few buttons on the keyboard, and it pops up with the image of baby Adam and the stu stuffed bunny, big bunny. It's like, okay, so Wayne was here with his kid, and clearly his kid got in the way of the machine. Simple. And the lady's like, oh, I was sure it was a baby. I just wasn't sure it was a bunny. Like, whatever. Who cares? So Diane is trying to get Adam to kind of, she's engaging him to keep him quiet, to just keep him focused on one thing. Instead, he's, like, pushing down a room divider made of wood. And I'm just thinking, as so he's like, play what? And Diane's like, play anything. I don't care. Just let's get him, like, just in one room and focused on one thing so he's not destroying the house anymore. It's like, Wayne, you... He acts like he didn't even originally want to have another kid. I'm sure you see him, like, singing his kid to sleep, but it's almost like, oh, I guess I have to do this because your mother isn't here. Nick, of course, comes out with the Hokey Pokey song. And they're all going to dance. It's like, all right, yeah, get them, you know, dance. Of course, now that's going to become an issue when they start jumping up and down because Adam's seven feet tall and you're going to dent the floor. And everyone, you keep cutting to the reactions of the crowd outside the house. And it's like, what? What's going on? So finally, the two women neighbors who may or may not be a couple, I don't know. Um, They knock on the door, like, oh, hey, we heard shouting and a lot of noise. We just want to make sure everything's okay. And they continue on with the Uncle Yodder, Uncle Yadush, Yadush, whatever name for him. They're just entertaining Uncle Yodder. 
when he Adam goes to put his foot in and you just hear this kabump. We cut outside and we see the blonde haired lady like clutching her Polaroid camera. We see this one guy and like ten other people behind him are all like cowering like what? Seriously, people, get a hobby that isn't spying on your neighbors. So, of course, makes sense. Let's shut these blinds that anyone who's anybody can see into because I don't think they can see the crowd building outside their house. But Wayne's like, okay, I'm shutting the blinds. And Diane's like, why are you doing that? And he's like, so the neighbors don't see a seven-foot baby and call the National Enquirer. And of course, there's a doorbell. And she's like, what's that? Uh, it's the neighbors. <laughs> so, yeah, Diane's going to feel this one. I like how Diane just kind of comes to the door, but she's got it mostly shut behind her. And, of course, you see one of the people, uh, either one of the ladies is, like, trying to look in past her. And it's like, yeah, is everything okay? I mean, we heard shouting and a lot of noise. We just want to know if everything's all right. More like you want to be nosy. So you go, yeah, everything's fine. We're just entertaining. And Wayne's like, Uncle Yarosh. And <laughs> Diane's like, Uncle Yadard. Bye. And she closes the door. My God, he's destroying the floor for crying out loud. So now Adam has picked up Nick. Nick's like, Dad, help, he's got me. He's breaking my ribs. Don't do that, Adam. So they were able to make out a, or make a playpen, a makeshift playpen for Adam. It stretches along one wall. How they're able to get wood and what looks like yellow rope. Diane even made a makeshift toy with what looks like a plastic jar with a lid with some Captain Crunch inside and a bat that's going up, like kind of like almost like a rattle type of thing. I was like, yeah, here we go. This will keep him entertained for a bit. But then again, we know Adam's not a fan of playpens because he always, always gets out of them. Yeah, this is not going to last for very long. Even Diane saying, Nikki, I don't care what you say, it's still a playpen and a playpen's a playpen to Adam. Yeah. And Nick's like, yeah, I get that, Mom, but if you gotta th you gotta think about it. Not too many guys can come up with something like this in half an hour. They came up and put that together in half an hour? Wow. Where'd they get the wood? Of course, the cuckoo clock goes off, and Ham's like, cuckoo! And it's right on the other side of the wall, within arm's reach. And Diane's like, no, 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 honey, don't don't touch Mommy's cuckoo, please don't. And, of course, he manages to get it off the wall. It falls, and Diane's like, hey, Wayne, when you're done with what you're working on, can you please try to fix this cuckoo? It's like, wait, what? No, that is something else that I can take care of, like, once we get this done. Because he's going through all the information, trying to figure out how to shrink Adam down to normal size. Um, what about your shrink ray? I mean, come on now. She could have been holding on to it as he was trying to fumble with getting it from the wall. But luckily, Nick gets in there like, come on, Adam, come on, play with Nicky. Come on. And I think Nick's got, like, some pots and pansies clanging together. Like, anything to distract this two-year-old. Aren't two-year-olds, like, they're pretty, they're, like, kind of almost 
um, ADHD level. Well, not that they have it, but they're pretty sporadic with their attention span. Like, one minute they'll be focused on this, then they're on the TV, then they're on to something else, or then they're running into the room and grabbing a toy, or want, getting into the fridge, or whatever. It's like, they're here, there, and everywhere in the space of a span of five minutes. And this is speaking from someone who does not have a child, who's never had a, a toddler. I mean, I babysat my nephews and, and niece when they were little, and they were, like, always in it. Well, luckily, television kind of kept them focused on something. You know, whether it was Rugrats, Pokemon, whatever, video games, it pretty much kept them pretty focused in, in one spot. Yeah, Diane takes that dang cuckoo clock and sets it right on top of Wayne's papers. Like, you get this, like, shit out of my face? I don't want to... I can't focus on that shit right now. I'm trying to help get our son back to normal. So, she's like, Wayne, can you kind of show me what you've done so far? And he's like, well, some of the numbers indicate... And she's like, honey, no, no, I, I don't want to hear about numbers and figures. Just get me the truth, Okay. Like, yeah, honestly, like, not in science terms. Give it to me in layman's terms. Pure, simple English. Like, I'm a six-year-old. And he's like, yeah, without the machine, I mean, there isn't anything I can do. It's like, well, pretty much, you gotta have the machine. You gotta, or the shrink ray. Which, luckily, he, they think about that. Like, oh, yeah, we could do that. It's like, yeah, if you only thought of that after, uh, Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Nick comes in like, hey, Mom, I found a way to make Adam quiet. And he's holding a box of, well, an empty box now of what Diane says. There were 12 ice cream bars in there. And, of course, she's like, well, he's ruined his dinner. And Nick's like, well, no, at his weight, actually, um, he should be able to metabolize. Um, you know, maybe I'll just shut up about that. Bye. When Diane says there were 12 ice cream bars in there, we hear Adam belting. And we see his Adam's face is just covered in chocolate. This kid, remember how he's chasing after that ice cream truck? Yeah, he is like a major ice cream foodie kid. Like, all about the ice cream. And that in itself will come back later as well. So a lot of little tidbits. We know Adam does not like play pens. He loves ice cream. He loves Nick's guitar. All those things are going to come into play. Those are good humor bars. I'm just looking at that box. I love how when Nick is explaining this and Diane is just glaring at him, Wayne just looks at Nick shaking his head like, J don't even bother, son. She's not in the mood to hear this. So Diane's had enough of not getting anywhere with how to get her baby back to normal size. She's like, alright boys, we're going out. And Wayne's like, what are you doing? And Diane's like, well, I'm take, take him to the lab. Maybe there's someone there who, he's like, who knows what they're doing. And she's like, look, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I just want my baby to be back to normal size, that's all. Just shrink back to normal size and that there that word shrink gets lean thinking like my my shrink rates i guess it's in storage as um the lab in their storage facility it's like yeah i can just 
get it, and that will solve our problems. And it's like, no, we're not bringing him with us. Nick, you can watch your brother for a bit. We're only going to be on, what, maybe a couple hours, few hours. Of course, they're like, wait a minute. Look at him. He looks so exhausted. He could take a nap while we're got Stop with the na- That's another thing. He hates naps. So, <laughs> Nick is going to, or not Nick, excuse me. Wayne is going to get Big Bunny, and he's going to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star to help Adam get sleepy. Because Adam's, like, rubbing his eyes, like, yeah, probably he's, he's due for a nap. That's why he just ate 12 ice cream bars, so you think it's probably going to, like, make him sleepy. All that, all that sugar, all those carbs, Yeah. So, Wayne is the one that suggests that Nick stays with Adam, and Diane's like, no, no, you you can't leave them here alone. Because we've seen that Adam can clearly physically overpower his older brother, because he's three feet taller than him. And Wayne's even saying, like, honey, we can't take him to the lab. You don't know Dr. Hendrickson. You don't know what he would do if he got his hands on Adam. And, of course, Wayne again makes a mistake. Like, oh, look at him. He's exhausted. He could take a nap while we're gone. You just hear Adam yell, no nap. So, (laughs) Wayne goes to grab Big Bunny. Like, oh, look at him. Look who I have. Really Big Bunny. Okay, that pretty much now just looks, when we cut to Adam's face, that just looks like brown paint they put on his face. Like, he did not eat 12, that that actor, or his twin brother, did not eat 12 ice cream bars between them. Yeah, Adam, uh, Wayne's just doing the big bunny voice, and he starts singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star as Adam joins in, and then goes over to where his father is with Big Bunny and grabs Big Bunny, like, hey, that's mine! And he starts, like, pulling on him. And Wayne, who's still attached to the stuffed animal, is like, let go, let go, let go. I guess Big Bunny is the type of stuffed animal you can put your arm into and make the mouth move. Because when Adam goes to grab Wayne and pulls him, we see Wayne's arm is, like, stuck into the back of that stuffed animal. Okay, so clearly it's like a puppet or something. It's a puppet stuffed animal. And, of course, Diane has to intervene with, Adam Solinsky, you let go of that bunny right now. Put Daddy down. It's not nice to hurt Daddy. And, of course, we cut to the outside of the house as Adam says, Sorry, Mama. Luckily, they got him to sleep, and they are like, Hey, don't worry, we'll be back in a couple hours. And they kind of figure, like, yeah, he'll hopefully sleep the whole time we're gone. Yeah, right. I love how Nick's just hanging out eating a PB&J with Cork hanging out by him. Okay, I don't think that's a PB&J. It looks like it's got cheese and, like, lettuce in it. I gotta say, I don't think that this is the same dog from the first movie. I don't know what, or, or it is, and the dog just looks like he's getting up there in years. This is a sweet moment here as Nick goes into the playpen and takes Adam's blanket and pulls it up on him. Farther, And I love Quark, who's just hanging out outside the makeshift playpen, and is just, like, sitting there with a smile on his face. I don't think Quark even... Did he have a collar? He might have had a collar in the first one. 
But it's like, in this one, he's got like a studded collar. Eh, I don't know. I, I honestly, the dog, I think it might be a different one. Oh, Quark completely disappeared. Well, of course he must have been the third one because no dog lives that long. Because if you think about it, this is Adam at two years old. Fast forward eight more years. That dog is not alive anymore. I mean, think about it. It's eight years on top of... 89, 89, 91, 92. That's 12. Well, no. He's just... He's not. So... Wayne puts his card in to get entry into the building to be able to get to his shrink ray. The question here is, so he's not fired from his job, right? He was just off that particular project. Okay. I'm surprised. I'm like, oh no, what if it doesn't open because he's been let go? He would have had to have handed in his, uh, his key card. So, they're in there. Wayne's like, oh, you know, they stored my stuff in one large crate. It should be easy to spot. And we just kind of pull back and see all of this shit in boxes, in crates. And, of course, they say, hey, maybe it's in alphabetical order. And Diane's like, well, what if it's not? It's like, we're going to be here all damn day looking for your fucking shrink ray. This is like aisles upon aisles. Oh, Sterling, like, 1250 to 1500. Ay, ay, ay. He doesn't even know what aisle it's in. Oh, my God. And, of course, remember the little situation, or it's not a situation, as Wayne's like, oh, man, all I wanted to do was take Nick to the movies. Fuck. The babysitter. He forgot to call and cancel the babysitter. Because he's like, uh-oh. And Dan's like, what? As we cut to Mandy arriving at the Selinsky house ready to babysit, Nick now, of course, has crashed out outside the makeshift playpen. He's fallen asleep. And, of course, he's woken up by the doorbell. Quark starts barking, and, of course, this is uh, waking Adam up. And Nick is, like, trying to, like, just ignore the doorbell. Starts trying to sing the Twinkle Twinkle Little Star song with Baby, big bunny and try to get Adam to sleep. But of course, Mandy is relentless on that doorbell. She wants the job. She needs the job. Let's get to her interaction with Nick. Because Nick is very surprised to see her at the door. Like, what are you doing here? But no, he's not rude like that. He's like, hey. She's like, oh, hey, Rick. He's like, yeah, Nick. Nick Solinsky. As he's kind of like hanging on the door. Trying to keep her from seeing inside. And she's like, I'm here to babysit. And he's like, his eyes get like really huge. Like, uh, we don't need a babysitter. And he slams the door. And we see Adam trying to make his way out of the playpen. The playpen, like, it's so hard. It's not. <laughs> he just has to, like, push back some ropes. And he's like, oh, go, no, don't come over here. And, of course, knock, knock, knock. Doorbell ring. He opens the door, and she's like, very funny. I'm already charging you. Can I come in? Like, bitch, you're already charging him? Uh, no. He's like, look, we just changed our minds. We don't need a babysitter. That's all. So Carrie Russell, of course, this is her first film role. 90s wild crimped hair, like big hair. 
She's got her Walkman, of course. We know what kind of babysitting she's going to do. Like, okay, baby, you're being entertained. I'm going to listen to my music. Of course, she takes, like, one look at the uh, <laughs> the mailbox. She's like, okay. So she, like, puts her foot right in the doorway. When he's like, look, we changed your minds. We don't need a babysitter. She's like, I don't think so. Look, I was promised three hours at two fifty an hour. Plus extra if I'm grossed out. Like, if I have to clean, you know, change his diapers or anything. And Adam is, like, right behind Nick at this point, trying to look out the door. So she would have made seven fifty. She's bulking over seven fifty, Really? I mean, I get it. It's 1993. And Nick's all like, listen, Mandy, you don't want to babysit. <laughs> Not this baby. As he's trying to, like, push Adam away from the door. And she's like, I'm pretty sure I can't handle, I can handle some stupid baby. And like, um, okay, slam the door in her face. You are not going to come in here with that negative bitch attitude and call my baby brother a stupid baby. Fuck off. She's such a bitch first, you know, the interaction. I'm sorry, but if someone, some teenager is coming to babysit my kid, and I said, well, sorry, we don't need a babysitter. She's like, no, I'm already charging you. I'm sure I can handle some stupid baby. I'm like, you can turn your ass around and fucking walk home. I don't ever want to see your face again. Of course, Adam doesn't like being called a stupid baby as he spits in her face as the door is pulled wide, and he, yeah, he's just like, <laughs> and her eyes roll back in her head, and she faints. Wow, two faints in one mo- Wait, wait, there is another coming. The faint quota, yeah. The first one only had, I think it was just one, right? It was just Diane that fainted. Love that little smile as Nick grabs her. He, he kind of smirks like, oh, I'm holding uh, the girl, my dream girl in my arms. So we got someone on a golf cart that's in um, the storage facility. And I'm surprised, like, he doesn't see them there. He doesn't say, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. You don't have clearance to be here. So I don't know how he climbed up there. But uh, his shrink worry is on the top shelf. Humongous thing. And Diane's like, wait, we gotta get back to the kids, alright? This is taking too long. And luckily, he finds his shrink ray. But while he's putting that together, Diane's the one that's gonna be driving the vehicle. But then again, it's a solar van. Remember the panels on top of it? She's like, it's a solar van. We're inside a building. There's no sun. He's like, oh yeah, just hit that auto button. Just, uh... He's like, hey, honey, look, I found it! See if you can find a forklift! And she's like, what? <laughs> oh, okay, I see. It says, the Covenant Top Secret Intel Do Not Open. I thought there was, like, rosebuds. Unless that's the thing that Wayne had pulled the top off of first. Rosebud the sled. Okay, let's cut back to the house. We got Adam who's hanging out. He's watching that Mickey Mouse and the Giant cartoon. Not the giant from the Mickey's Christmas Carol with the red hair. This one's, like, got black hair. I think, wait, is it the one with the black, giant with the black hair? I think it is. And, of course, Nick is telling Mandy, like, hey, look, I got everything under control. It's all fine. Everything's good. And he's like, now if you promise not to scream, I'll take the gag out of your mouth. 
So he had some yellow rope, or maybe he just used it from the playpen, because he's got her tied to a chair and a gag in her mouth. And, of course, he's like, do you promise not to scream if I take the gag out of your mouth? And she just nods like, you know she's gonna scream! She's like, they're a giant baby! Ah! Ah! Giant baby! Ah! And she's, like, kicking Nick in the foot as he's like, no, stop, you're scaring him! And Adam's just, like, glancing over his shoulder, like, what's going on over there? Oh, okay. Back to my TV show. So, of course, we have the, um, blonde and brunette couple here that are having a birthday party. And they're like, oh, what's that? And, of course, the blonde-haired lady's like, oh, it's the Schlitzitzkis or something. All right, let's get back to, um, the storage facility. For Sterling Labs, uh, Wayne is in the back with the machine. We got Diane at front. Of course, she's like, this is a solar van. We're inside. How are we going to get this thing out of here? So he tells her to switch marked batteries. There's high volts and there's low volts. And he's like, just don't switch it too high. And of course she does. And it just, boom, reverses in high speed. And poor Diane is just like, ah, just clutching the steering wheel, not being able to do anything. And, of course, it goes right through that gate. Can't she, like, quickly turn it to low or hit the switch down to low or something? I don't know. Poor Diana's just freaking out. Like, she can't do anything. And Wayne is just seeing that door getting closer and closer. Like, we're just, we're going through that door, apparently. There's no stopping us. Apparently, the pressure of hitting that door knocked something off of the top of Wayne's van. Probably like a little windmill solar thing. And cause the doors to open. How is he going to get that machine? I think he's just going to have to take the sides of that box down or apart to get the... Because he does eventually get that machine all ready and loaded and ready to be started up and everything. Now we come back to the house. Nick has managed to re-gag... Um... Um... Mandy. God, I almost want to call her Maggie or Molly for some weird-ass reason. Like, what's her name? <laughs> but she's calm, and he does give her, like, some juice or something. Like, here, let me get you a drink. So, Nick explains to her, like, look, despite what he looks like, I mean, he may be seven feet tall, but Adam is just a little kid. He's in there watching TV and not hurting anybody. So, Adam gets up. He turns the channel... And now we got Richard Simmons doing a workout to the Locomotion song. Adam, of course, gets up because he likes the music and he starts dancing. Now we got another situation here. Pretty much the same thing that happened in front of that microwave with all that electricity. Yep, it's going to happen again with the TV. It means that Adam is going to get much larger. And I mean, if you thought that they couldn't handle him when he was seven feet tall, well, I think, what is it, at least like 14 feet tall? It almost seems like he like grows by sevens. So, Nick's talking with Ma Mandy, and of course, he's giving her like, I think it's like lemonade, and he doesn't notice that the, the coffee cups in the armoir, the cabinet are shaking he doesn't notice all that going on because he's talking to 
Mandy, and eventually he does tell her about what happened with Nick, Amy, and the Thompson kids about them being shrunk. So it's like this isn't just something that just happened. Something like this has happened before. So now we cut back to Adam, and of course we see those electrode sparks and stuff coming out and hitting Adam. So yeah, she's like, all right, let me see if I get this straight. Two years ago, your dad made you and your sister tiny. And he's like, yeah, and the guy's next door. And now he's made your baby brother big. He's like, right. And you don't, like, think that's unusual. It's like, well, not for his family. <laughs> the normal people, yes, it's unusual and not common. But with the Solinsky family, yeah. Of course, finally Nick sees all the damage that's being done in the room that they're in, because they're in the kitchen, and Adam's in the living room, and just plates and china and bowls and cups are all being knocked off their shelves and broken. And you do hear glass breaking. So apparently Adam decided to go through the window, and he didn't get cut up at all. And Nick runs into the room notices Adam wet out the window. He's like, oh my god, he's out and he's bigger. And he runs to Mandy, starts untying her. He's like, you gotta help me find my my brother. And she's like, well, this wasn't in the job description. And he's like, hey, we'll pay you overtime. She's like, okay. Of course, we gotta get a line about the fact that Adam's gi a giant, he's a baby. As she says, there's no way I'm changing those diapers. Oh my gosh, I just thought, this whole time, this whole movie, no one's changed. You wouldn't be able to get a diaper on him, because he's huge. Can you imagine if he soiled himself, that stench? Or pissed himself, that stench? My God. plant or any dump because speaking of dumps <laughs> yeah so Nick and Mandy are running around the neighborhood screaming Adam Adam where are you the house is as they're what one of these I thought it was a business but some of these houses are they're just so elaborate and huge like the farther out you go the more humongous these houses are they all got the like the the rust red, like, tile roofs, because it's Nevada. So we got the magician here, the blonde-haired lady, and they're hosting a birthday party, I'm guessing, for their kid or someone else. Like, a bunch of kids here. I think of this girl, Julia, is calling bullshit on this magic show, because that is garbage. The Chinese blocks trick. Uh-huh. Look, see? They're just regular blocks. Now when I tap them, they have color on them. And the kids are just rolling their eyes. Like, this is the worst fucking birthday party I've ever been to. Just let the kids hang out in the pool. There's a pool, like, right there. This one girl is literally just rolling her eyes. These kids look like they're at least, like, eight or nine years old. Like, I am too old for a magic trick. So, <laughs> apparently, is this a costume party? Like, one kid's wearing a plastic cowboy hat, the other one's wearing, like, a a, a feather adornment hat, and, and just others. It's like, what 
party is this? Here we go, the disappearing bunny trick. And this is where she's like, oh, watch, my hand is quicker than the eye. See, I'm going to put it in my hat, this stuffed bunny. And this is where Adam comes. And she's like, she doesn't see him because he's right behind her. She's like, can anyone tell me where the bunny is? And all the kids are like, there! And she turns and she sees Adam. And he lifts up his bunny. He's like, big bunny! And, of course, we get faint number three with the blonde-haired neighbor. Kids all run away screaming. We got the brunette coming out with a bunch of, like, cups of punch. Like, oh my god! And Adam's like, it's like a one and done for him. Like, hey, here's my bunny. See ya. I'm out. <laughs> so luckily with all the screaming, that's alerted Nick and Mandy where Adam is. Like, oh, there he is. Let's go. So Hendrickson, this piece of shit of a man, is all like, I want, I don't care where Clifford Sterling is or what he's doing. I need him notified. Also the board of the directors. Clearly he just wants Wayne to be fired. And he slams on his brakes. He's like, what the hell? And we see Adam sitting in the middle of the road in this cul-de-sac suburb area. Is he watching like a, is, there, is that a TV? What is he sitting in front of? So right away, he's back on his phone saying, contact the federal marshals. I want something large enough to hold something large. Because he swims on his brakes because there's a guy who's on a motorbike. His bike is on the ground and he is, everyone just looking and just mouth dropped like on the ground like oh what this is impossible oh okay what is man this kid is really destructive a lot of things knocked over a stop sign a fire hydrant well that could be there's a car on its side that has me worried was somebody injured what's going on with that and adam's just sitting in the middle of the street Playing with his bunny. And of course, Nick's like, you're in big trouble. We even see a bike on the ground as well. What the fuck, Hendrickson? He grabs Nick by the... By the shoulders. Hey, you hold it right there. Stop right where you are. And they're just looking like, who the fuck are you? He think that Nick was Wayne? You are a fucking moron. And Mandy's like, I'm just the babysitter. I'm not involved. I swear, I think he thought that Nick was Wayne. Because when he looks like you hold it right there, it turns and it's like the re realization, like, oh, this is not who I thought it was. <sighs> of course, there's like 30 plus people and a cop finally showed up. Now we go back to Wayne and Diane. Wayne's got the machine ready to go. Oh, we got to have it, you know, tested on something first. So, of course, because they decide to cut through the desert, they get pulled over. Well, not necessarily. The, the police officers on bikes got their lights on. And Wayne's like, here, let's test this theory. And he shrinks them. And Diane just slams on her brakes like, uh, you need to unshrink them and put them back at regular size. Thank you. And he's like, uh, okay. And he hits a button. And, of course, because it's funny because when they were shrunk, of course, there was a truck that had, like, dirt or rocks or a mixture of both. 
that hit them. And when they come to the regular size, it looks like someone just, like, barfed all over their uniforms. And it's like, I think they're out of our jurisdiction. Juris. Juris. What? Jurisdiction. Damn it. Can't say that word. So they must have fallen into a speed trap because she's like, I'm hold on, I'm taking a shortcut. And she goes, cuts through um, the desert. Or. And we had a. There's a. The, the cops were actually hiding behind one of those billboards. I'm like, is that a speed trap? Where there's cops just sitting there and waiting for someone to speed past them and then they pull out. That's what I think. So, of course. When and Diane get back, they can't even get to their house because there's a roadblock. Like, you can't go in. It's like, that's my house. That's my, those are my kids. Of course, Hendrickson has to be standing on their front lawn looking at the window that Adam went through. And, of course, we got the federal marshals here. As Diane's like, where are my boys? Where are they? And, of course... The uh, who will later learn his name is Brooks found Quark who was hiding in somebody's garage. <laughs> oh, they're U.S. Marshal, gotcha. So Preston Brooks tells them, "Hey, look, your kids are fine. We need to get the baby a little more room so he wouldn't hurt himself." So Hendrickson, the piece of shit that he is, is like, "Oh, the mutated child will have to undergo immediate testing." And Wayne's like, "Hey, that's my." kid you're talking about you fucking piece of shit well he doesn't say that last part but i feel like i'm gonna beat your fucking ass now we cut back to the kids and adam who was in the back of a truck there's no ventilation in that truck and he's screaming like crying like let me out let me out and nick and mandy are all like look you can't keep him in that. He's gonna... And the guy's like, oh, don't worry. Your brother thinks that's one big playpen. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. You're not gonna be able to keep him in that. And Mandy's defending Nick. Like, I'd listen to him if I were you. And the guy who's sitting next to the driver, the federal marshal or whoever, the U.S. marshal, I don't know. It's like, oh, young lady, if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it. Like, fuck off. He's even crying out like, Mama, help me. Poor kid. And of course, they're going past power lines, which, again, just like the microwave, just like the TV, is going to have an effect. Now, this truck that he's in has, like, just, like, these tarps that are on the side. So, clearly, of course, he's going to be able to escape. Now it's nighttime. We got Wayne with a tape measure. He is measuring Adam's neck and just trying to see how big he's gotten. A 40-inch neck. Just think. If you got, like, a 40-inch television, that's how wide Adam Solinsky's neck is. And this is so sweet. Diane, like, says, don't worry, Quark. Adam's gonna be fine. She puts him down, and we got a couple neighbors that come over with, like, some water and dog food. Like, that's so sweet. So we hear Brooks on the phone. He's saying, the parents are here. We'll bring them to meet the child when he's secure. Hendrickson, of course, is still fucking there. It's like, dude, you need to get off my property. I'll fucking break you in half. I, I'd be saying that if I were Wayne. I'd be pissed. Like, you don't need to be here. This is not your concern. He even says, oh, 
Um, Officer Brooks, I think these two should be taken into custody. Excuse me? And Wayne is over here, he's like, on what charge? And of course, Hendrickson's like, theft, theft, malicious mischief, child endangerment. If I were Diane, I would punch that fucking bastard right in the face, right then and there. Hey, there we go, we got Clifford Sterling in his white limo. This guy is such a fucking ass kisser! He's like, hey, I tried to warn you about Solinsky from the very beginning. And of course, Sterling's like, yes, yes, you did. Apparently the board of directors, he's, Hendrickson's got them all on his side, believing him about Wayne. And Wayne's like, Dr. Sterling, sir, I can reverse my son's growth. I can get him back to normal. Just give me a chance. And Hendrickson's like, oh, with what, Solinsky? Coca-Cola bottles? Maybe some chewing gum and twine? And Diane's like, excuse me, who in the hell do you think you are talking to my husband like that? And of course Wayne's like, Diane, let me handle this. Who do you think you are talking to me like that? So Wayne can't believe what he's hearing as Hendricks is telling uh, Sterling about, like, oh, you told me to bring in people with the experience and the credentials. And Wayne's like, oh, give me a break. So you think I'm just some guy from Fresno who tinkered with crackpot ideas in his attic? And then he goes on to talk about how this country is built upon people that work in their attics, you know, with Edison and the light bulb, the telephone, the... Of course, Sterling's like, young man, please don't presume to tell me about great minds and great inventors. So, yeah, Sterling does the right thing, and he fires Charles um, Hendrickson, which is just as well because he's a garbage piece of shit, and I just want to rip his fucking balls off because he pisses me off that much. So Sterling's like, hey, what can we, what do you got in mind, Solinsky, so we can get your kid back to normal size by bedtime? He's like, well, the prototype's in the van, basically the uh, shrink ray. And Brooks breaks, like, hey, um, we got a problem. Your son broke out of the enclosure we had him in, and he's a lot bigger. Yeah, he says, your son's escaped, and he's over 50 feet tall. And, of course, Wayne's like... No, that's impossible. My, my, my kid's only, like, 14 feet tall. Like, not anymore, he's not. I love these neighbors as, um, you know, Diane's like, don't worry, I'll drive the car or the vehicle, and they go on their way to find Adam. But the neighbors that are taking care of Quark, aw, that's so cute. They're just, that's probably the, the, their garage that he was hiding out in. So, since Hendrickson is fired and he can't intervene in any way, he is going to get some government official, military type person to take over and get the situation with Adam under control. Like, hey, maybe if I stop him... What in the... Quinn, what are you doing? They're just bags of bedding, girl. They're not going to reach out and grab you. My God, this cat, I swear, hey, baby girl, just relax, you silly cat, um, yeah, so he thinks if he can put a stop to Adam before Solinsky does, maybe he'll get his job back, uh, fat fucking chance, buddy, so now we go to Adam, Nick, and Mandy, and it's like, yeah, he escaped, and he knocked the truck right over. That's what the U.S. Marshal is telling Brooks. It's like, oh, what's he doing now? He's just standing there, but he's smiling. And Nick's like, 
Adam, now sit down. And Mandy's like, Nick, I don't think sitting's such a good idea. And we look at Big Bunny there, who is just as big and tall as Adam is. Of course, Adam bends down. He's like, ooh, toys. Because that's probably what he sees Nick and Mandy as. He's over 15 feet tall. Or 15, 50 feet tall. And they're so, so tiny. So, of course, Brooks is getting info from the U.S. Marshal where Adam is. And he's fielding it to Diane and Wayne saying, your son put your son and babysitter in his pocket and left. And Diane's like, yeah, that's so weird. I'm finding, like, the weirdest things in his pocket. He's always putting stuff in his pocket. All right, so they kind of determined... Because they were on Copperline Road when they were transporting Adam in that truck. They were by high voltage lines. And, like, with the microwave. And, you know, he grew with that. And then he also grew while watching television. So it's a lot of, like, electricity. And, of course, Diane's like, I don't understand any of this. Well, you're not a scientist understanding the mumbo-jumbo of technology, electro, whatever. And they're talking, Wayne and (laughs) Sterling are all like electromagnetic flux. Apparently around every operating electronical device, there's a flux. Ah, okay. Like, yeah, that's what's causing the baby to grow. And Brooks is like, would this electromagnetic, would it surround neon lights too? And they're like, yeah, why? Uh, your kid, he's heading towards Las Vegas. Mind you, they are in Nevada. Not too far away from Las Vegas. I right, So I'm guessing in the first movie they lived in Fresno, California. Because Wayne's like, you think I'm just some guy from Fresno who tinkered around in his attic with crackpot ideas? So okay. That gives us an idea of where they lived in the first movie. Who in the fuck is this damn bastard? Board of directors? He's like, Sterling's gone too far. We're, we're having to keep cutting to like... Fucking Hendrickson here. Like, who fucking cares about this dude? He's a piece of shit. But his fucking boyfriend or whoever the fuck this dude is. It's all like, no, he's gone too far this time. It's like, the guy owns the damn company. You're gonna find your ass out out of of a job too if you keep fucking bad-mouthing him. Oh, they both deserve to be. Because he's like, you're not fired. I'm fired a long shot. Um... Sterling said you're fired. Your ass is fucking fired. You are not reversing that. Apparently they can get military cooperation. And the guy's like, oh, don't worry, Hendrickson. I can get the clearance for that. The fuck? Really? Bullshit. I am calling bullshit on this. A hundred percent. You are just a damn scientific lab. You can't get military clearance. At all. I don't think so. I swear this guy's gotta be his boyfriend or something. He's like going above and beyond for Charles. Like, just do the right thing. We'll, we'll take care of you. We, we stand by you and all everything. It's like, what? Who the hell is this Hendrickson guy? He's got that kind of power and that kind of backing? Uh, all right, so now we actually get an eye view from Adam. Well, actually, it's from Nick and Mandy who are in Adam's pocket as they're kind of watching 50 feet below, seeing the road. So it's kind of cool we get this vantage point. I, and we do get more vantage points once we get into Las Vegas. 
All right, so of course, news is going to be out there. It's going to be on the radio warning people. They got roadblocks set up because they know that Adam's going to be coming this way. They're trying to block off him entering the Las Vegas Strip. We also see a billboard for Wayne Newton. There's a billboard for Splash something, like a water park. Is that the one where Nick works at? It doesn't say Wet n' Wild, so I don't know. So, of course, they get the shrink ray from the back of the van, trying to set it up. And Wayne's only, he's got to hold still for 12.2 seconds. Apparently, Adam's increased mass, according to um, Sterling, requires a longer period of exposure. What? Uh, what? I, I'll go with it. I guess I don't understand this shit any more than Diane does. And she's got how do you expect a two-year-old to hold still for 12 point anything seconds? And Wayne's like, yeah, I mean, we tried to have his picture taken last year. It was a total bust. Yeah, because he's a toddler. You're not going to get him to hold still unless somebody is holding him, physically holding him still. Channel 9. Oh, my goodness. Yep, we gotta have the news crew. They gotta be on this. Oh, there's a lot of police cars. This lady's gonna be, this blonde-haired lady's gonna be for the majority of the, like, and all these other news crews are all just all over this. So, Wayne, Diane, Sterling, and Brooks all turn in the direction of, as we hear, Adam's footsteps. He is just as easily as he went over that retaining wall, that low retaining wall, he is hop practically hopping over this expressway overpass like it's nothing. And even Wayne and Diane's mouths are like jaw dropped because this is like wow. <laughs> I mean, seven feet tall was one thing. They weren't there when he was 14 feet tall, and now he's 50 feet tall. So Diane pulls out some binoculars, and Adam, of course, has got the biggest smile on his face. And she's checking Nick and Mandy. They look alright. Like, oh, honey, he looks okay. And Wayne and Diane are passing the binoculars, like, oh, do you think this is gonna affect him later on in life? Like, this could really scar a kid. I'm like, He's two. Eight years later, when they do Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, this shit is not mentioned. The first movie is not mentioned. Nick and Amy, they get a name drop for both of them when they're deciding where Adam, who's 10, is going to go for summer camp because he wants to go to baseball camp. Not drama camp, not Camp Isosceles, baseball like, do you think this is something that's going to affect him for life? Something like this could ruin a kid. He's two. Give it a couple years. He's not even going to remember. Give it a year. He's not going to remember any of this. I'm like, Amy and Nick turned out absolutely fine, and they were shrunk for two days. They may bring it up every once in a while, but I don't think it, like, affected them mentally. Amy still was able to go to graduate high school and go to college, so clearly, yeah. So Nick and Mandy are trying their damnedest to stay inside that pocket as Adam reaches down and he pulls, it looks like some road construction crew, you know when you're driving and you see this big thing that's got a blinking arrow that's telling you to like, you need to move over to the next lane. 
It's that thing that he's picking up. And as he's bending down, you just see Nick and Mandy are trying to not fall out of that pocket. Like, oh, don't bend down. And he's just like spinning this thing like around in a, going in a circle. And he just drops it. Like, okay, I'm done with this. It's not really anything that great. It just blinks. So Brooks is like, hey, I can get rope guns. We can shoot ropes over him. And Diane's like, you are not shooting anything at my baby. And he's like, baby, look at him. Like, yes, we get it. He's, he's 50 feet tall, but he's still a toddler. You're not shooting shit at him. He's still, at the end of the day, he's still a baby. You think anything's going to leave emotional scars? You shoot anything at that kid. I'm pretty sure he's not going to. Yeah. We don't need this kid having um triggering moments that are going to like come back to him much later in life. Even Wayne's like, hey, look, we're his parents, okay? We'll handle this. Adam keeps spinning in circles with this thing. And, of course, Mandy and Nick are screaming. They're probably getting sick because he keeps turning in circles. Adam keeps turning in circles. You think they're on, like, the Tilt-A-Whirl ride or the Scrambler or something. I love how when Nick, like, tries to get his parents' attention, he, like, cups his hands over his mouth like, Mommy! And then he looks at Mandy. He's like, uh, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Diane's like, come on, Adam, put your brother down. And he just, Adam just is shrugging his shoulders like, eh, no. Apparently, the governor's on the phone with Sterling. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a pretty big baby. Um, Brooks is trying to come up with an idea like, hey, if we get a fire truck in here and run a letter up to them. And... Sterling's like, that letter would not even reach his knees. Nice try. What about a cherry picker machine? Oh, Adam is now yanking out a billboard out of the ground. This kid. Oh, the billboard he yanked out said something about a casino. And Diane is like, he can't hear you. She's like, Adam, now sit down real slowly. He cannot hear you. And this is where Wayne's like, Big Bunny. We need to get his stuff bunny and of course it's like we need big bunny and of course brooks is like i need something called big dummy and it's like no big bunny it's his stuffed animal it's like okay so they're flying in big bunny and of course wayne comes up with the idea of trying to get adam to go to sleep by getting into um a helicopter and getting on top of big bunny and with the micro um megaphone he starts singing the twinkle twinkle little star adam starts getting sleepy starts sucking his thumb it's like oh it's working it's working and then wayne again for the third time has to mention the nap word the nap and adam is like no nap i love how we get the air the aerial shot of them lowering Wayne with Big Bunny on top of his head and just Adam just clapping and his hands just outreach like he wants like Bunny, Bunny, Bunny. <coughs> Come on, Wayne. You know that Adam's going to try to reach for his toy with you, with you on top of it and that ain't going to help because that toy is attached by ropes where it are attached to that helicopter. <laughs> Nick and Manny are trying not to be squished by this Big Bunny as Adam like, grabs Big Bunny and just holds him to him. 
So I guess basically what they want to do is Sterling is going to run the shrink machine to shrink Adam. They just kind of want him to stand in one position. Maybe if, you know, he's starting to fall asleep and everything. Like, hey, he's getting sleepy. And it's like, hey, why don't we take a nice big... And Nick is like, no, 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 don't say it, don't say it. And Wayne's like, a nap. Out comes the thumb. The eyes open up. Adam is like, no nap. And he just hits Big Bunny, which Wayne is still attached to. and Which is still attached to the helicopter. And Adam just starts swatting at Big Bunny like, no, no, I don't want to go to, no, no nap. So we have, that lady is a fucking moron, this newscast. Like, let's get in closer. Um, you are going to be killed when they release that stuffed animal from that helicopter. Wayne's like, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump. So he's going to jump onto Adam. And of course, he's hanging on by his overalls, the top of his overalls. And it's like, Hey, Dad, this is Mandy. And, of course, Wayne, like, puts his hand out there, like, hey, hey, but, of course, he slips just below it. <laughs> He's, like, behind Adam's overalls against his T-shirt, and he just starts slipping down farther and farther. I'm like, oh, no! So he's, Wayne's like, don't worry, kids, there's nothing to worry about. As he slides farther down, he basically goes all the way through Adam's, all the way down to Adam's pant leg. Of course, that's probably going to be ticklish for him as he starts laughing. And Nick's like, oh, that's my dad. And Mandy's like, oh, yeah, he seems really nice. <laughs> uh, Adam's still going to head towards Las Vegas because that's how the movie's got to be. So... Diane grabs a megaphone and starts yelling into it, saying, Adam Selinski, this is your mommy speaking. Stop right where you are. And, of course, Sterling's like, look, your son's over 50 feet tall. You're nothing more than a talking doll to him. And Sterling's right. It's like, he expects his mommy to be bigger than he is. And to him, well, you're just nothing more than a talking doll. So, of course, we got... Hendrickson with the militia. And this guy here is like, hey, our orders say we do nothing without um, the state's authorization. And Hendrickson's like, well, I don't care because I'm not under that effect. Your orders mean nothing to me. Like, this is bullshit. And also, he ends up putting, using a tranqu tranquilizer, like, probably to, like, knock Adam out. And he's um, probably thinking, oh, if I save the city from this giant baby and bring him down, then I'll get my job back or I won't be fired. So this captain here is just like, I'm just going to hang out here. You do what you got to do. He is not, he does not want to be a part of this. As we hear over the radio that the baby's getting bigger, he's over 50 feet tall, he still is, keeps growing. So Nick and Mandy are kind of looking. She's like, wow, what's this down by my foot? And she picks up this plastic Indian, uh, Native American, excuse me. Nick's like, wow, let's see what else is down here. We got a piece of life check, uh, life cereal. We got what looks like an M&M, a raisin. So... This, I think, is supposed to be like a throwback to that giant oatmeal pie thing that was in the first movie, I'm guessing. And he's like, hey, cool, as he's picking away at the M&M, you want some? And she's like, no, thanks, I'm a, on a diet. And she, he's like, here, have a raisin. 
I'd be like, you know your brother's goobery two-year-old hands were handling this. There's also a couple of crayons. So much stuff in this pocket. Now we're going down the Las Vegas Strip to all these lit-up casino lights, and we got four police cars side-by-side side just driving down, telling people to stay inside, for clear the streets for your own safety. Apparently, it's not only they're telling, you know, pedestrians, you're in great danger. I, they're also doing this in, like, uh, Spanish as well. So I was like, this is the emergency broadcast system. I, this is not a test. A human baby of abnormal proportions is approaching the city. They're setting up robots, too. So apparently, Adam is now not 50 feet tall. He is over 100 feet tall. And we see this old couple coming out of a casino like, what's happening? Is Wayne Newton in town? And his wife's like, no, it must be somebody bigger. And he's like, oh, babe, there is no one bigger than Wayne Newton. And then, of course, he sees Adam's like, oh, of course, I could be wrong. We see the guy, he's a typical tourist. He's got a camera around his neck because this is 1993. And he's wearing a tropical shirt with, like, some pale canary yellow shorts. <laughs> typical tourist. <laughs> Adam, of course, peeks around the... What is it? Four Queens Casino and yeah, Four Queens Casino Hotel or Hotel and Casino, and he like peeks around going peekaboo, and now he's making his appearance. I told you to stay inside. The hell are you doing? We got other newscasters out there. Adam's walking around. I'm surprised he hasn't killed anybody yet. With every time that he lifts his foot to take a step, everyone's like, ah! Like, uh, yeah, they told you to stay the fuck inside, and you're not listening. So we go back to the pocket with Nick and Mandy, and Mandy's like, is he growing or are we shrinking? And, of course, Nick's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. He's, like, doubled in size in just a few minutes because he's surrounded by lights. Of course, we have an Asian couple here who are all like, Godzilla! And the guy's like, no, big baby! How in the world did Nick get a megaphone? Unless that might have been when Wayne had it and it fell into the pocket. Because Nick's like, Adam, put us down. You put us down now. Dude, it's not going to do anything. His main focus is just walking down the street. Uh, we get the cowboy. He's like, howdy, partner. And, of course, Adam's like, howdy, partner. Oh, yeah. The Cowboys welcome us all to downtown Las Vegas. So now we go back to Sterling, Wayne, and Diane, and Brooks. And they're all just figuring, how are we getting, you know, he's going into the street. Diane's like, he knows not to go into the street by himself. Really? Then why was he toddling after an ice cream truck? Oh, here we go. Yeah, like, how are we going to get him away from the lights? There's nothing that's going to want to make him leave. Ice cream truck. There we go. Of course. Ding, ding, ding. It's an idea. Let's get that ice cream truck. So going back to the pocket with Nick and Mandy, they see that the bottom of the pocket has a string loose. So they're like, if we can like get a little hole at the bottom of the pocket, we should be able to use the string to slide down and get out of here. So yeah, we're about to be, or Brooks is going to drive the ice cream truck. Like, hey, who can uh, go really fast? And it's like, I can burn rubber. All right, start burning it. We're going to be with you on the on the CB radio. Um, we go back to Hendrickson. He's got a tranquilizer gun with cartridges set up. And this guy here, 
Kurt, who's like not about this mission, is like, what's that? And Hendrickson's like, well, it's a tranquilizer cannon. It's used on large mammals. And this guy, um, the captain's like, I have kids myself, and no way in hell would I be using that on them. And the guy, and Hendrickson's like, oh, don't worry, it's not a big deal. It won't even phase him. So now, of course, we got to get the casinos to shut their lights off. Because they gotta get Adam to stop growing, and the only way he's gonna stop growing is if the lights are all off. And not to mention, you got the ice cream truck. It's not gonna stand out if the lights are all on and everything. We need to get Adam's main focus, and not to mention, you want to start pumping out that ice cream truck music. But of course, before we get to the ice cream truck and all of that stuff and turning off the lights, they're able to slide down on that string. Adam, of course, trips because there's a car that drives over his shoelace. He's a toddler. He doesn't know how to tie his shoes. Of course, his shoes at some point are going to come untied. He really should probably have Velcro shoes. But that's another thing for another time. Um, this yellow car stops right underneath and they the Passengers in that car, they, they get out of the car. Luckily, Nick and Mandy are able to jump into the car from that string that they managed to get a hole out of um, Adam's pocket. So Apparently back then, steak and two lobster tails was $8.88. It's the news fan that's driving over his shoelace. The hell? Because it ends up making Adam trip. So Adam just falls. He's fine. He's not crying. Of course, he manages to take a roadblock with him when he falls. I love how Adam like, just looks at all the little people. like, hi. Oh, okay. So a cop is the one that managed to get the yellow convertible to stop right underneath Adam's pocket where Mandy and Nick are trying to get out. So that way they can get, and not only do they get into the vehicle, but that plastic Indian Native American man falls into the back seat with Nick and Mandy in the two front seats. So of course, Nick Mandy's like, go, go. And Nick's like, no, no, I'm trying. Look, I'm used to an automatic. He's 14. He doesn't have a damn license. And he's turning stuff on. The radio comes on. The wipers go on. Of course, Adam is going to, yeah, the top on the vehicle, because it's a convertible, comes up. And we hear BG staying alive. And Adam sees this. And he's like, toy car. And he grabs it and just starts playing with the, with the it's it's a real car. I and I get this is for the purpose of the movie that they get into the car, but it's like, why the hell couldn't they have just run in the opposite direction? Like, no, we're not. We're directly below him. We're not gonna. Nick knows his brother. His brother's like, oh, a toy car. I mean, come on. He was playing with a car at the beginning of the movie. He was playing with a car. When they brought him back from the, the lab and stuff like that. Here we go with the callback to the end of the first movie with Nick and Wayne and the Cheerio Bowl. As Adam is putting, this is a real car, mind you, this is not a toy car. I mean, it's probably for the movie's sake, but he's putting it in his mouth and chewing on the wheel. And of course you hear Adam like, Adam, don't, don't eat us. 
like chewing on the wheel in the front part of the car. Ew! Because that's a real car! He takes it out of his mouth like, this doesn't taste like plastic. So Nick and Mandy, Adam is holding the car upside down. And Nick's like, what is he doing? And Mandy's like, I don't know. He's taking something out of his pocket. Peppermint. Because Adam's taking a peppermint out and he just flings it in onto the ground. And it ends up taking out somebody's windshield. Adam is like using the like, vroom. you know how a little kid would like, vroom, vroom, in the air. And of course... Nick and Matt, this would be like one of those rides that you would be puking because he's like back and forth. Yeah. And then he ends up putting them on, he's racing the car along the lit up signs of the buildings. And you just see like the sparks just emitting from the signs and everything. And also he's like running them into a palm tree, running them down. And Nick is like honking because Adam's like running the car on the sidewalk and Nick's like honking, honking, like, get out of the way, get out of the way. At one point it looks like he's going to slam them right into the road there. And he's like, like you do. And they think, oh God, we're going to die, we're going to die. Poor Mandy looks like she is gonna throw up. Like, I'm gonna throw up! He even knocks over a phone booth. Of course, we see, um, Diane and Wayne are like, come on, Adam, put it down, put it down. Nick's like, put it down, put it down. And of course, Adam sees the lit up cowgirl with the leg outstretched, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll put this here. And of course, he does, and you see the legs start to give way because it's not used to having a however many ton car being put on it and it's like pick us up pick us up <laughs> you just see all these things falling out of this extended lit up leg and they're like oh shoot oh we're gonna die we're gonna die and adam is just he thinks this is funny because he's like two he doesn't comprehend that there's anyone even he probably doesn't even know there's anyone in the car and he's just like, <laughs> this is funny. And Mandy is all like, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. So Wayne's like, what's going on with the, the ice cream truck? So Sterling's like, Brooks, what's going on with that truck? It's like, almost got it. And we hear the music. And you see Adam turn in the direction of the sun, of the ice cream truck. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. No, we need him to get the kids down first. And it's like, okay, cut out the music. Stop it, stop it. Adam's actually walking away from them in the direction of the ice cream truck. What is this scene? I wish there were a deleted scene because I don't understand what the hell is going on here. Mandy's got her door open. She's like, I can't stand it. Oh my God. And it's almost like, is she committing suicide? Is she like maybe claustrophobic? Which I'm not surprised. You're in a car. You're on something that isn't meant to hold a car, and it's just, he's got to, why do you get your damn door open? The hell? Even, Diane's like, oh my god, and then we see Mandy now hanging from the car, like, Nick, help me, help me, help me. It's like, what the hell are you doing? What do you think? You open your door, and you're gonna, like, fall to your death. And uh, Nick's trying to help pull her back into the car, and he, he's 
like, using his foot to hit the steering wheel, trying to get Adam's attention. Like, Adam, come on, come back to the car. Pick up the car, Adam. And he pulls her back in. And it's like, okay, okay, lock your door, lock your door. And he's shouting to Adam to pick up the car. And, of course, once they're in, you know, got the door shut and everything like that, it's like, lock your door, lock your door. We see that Native American statue figurine in the back slides sideways. And, of course, that's all the momentum it takes for that car to tumble. Oh, shit. This isn't good. And Adam's like, car fall down. <gasps> and he just sticks out his hand and the car just falls right into it. And everyone's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, you saved their lives. And granted, it was his fault that they were there to begin with, but still. And we see after the car has fallen that the leg of the cowgirl sign actually lifts its leg back up. Like, uh, yeah. And next week, oh, thank you, Adam. And he goes and he takes and puts the car in his pocket. All right, here we go. We're going to start turning off lights. We're going to put a spotlight on the ice cream truck. We're going to get it going. And we need to get Adam away from the city. Of course, we cut to Brooks in the van. It's like, oh, my God, you guys have to do something. This kid's gaining on me. Because Adam just sees the lit up ice cream bar. <laughs> so, of course, Brooks is somewhere outside of the strip. And they're like, hey, how'd it go with that? And it's like, uh, yeah, he grabbed the ice cream bar, took it right off the truck. I'm like, well, what'd he do with it? He's like, what do you think he did with it? And we see that it's got, like, a bite in it. How did he get not get an electric shock from that? Okay, so now, Diane's like, remember when we had Adam hold still to get his picture taken? And she's like, I was there to hold him. And she's looking at the machine. He's like, no, 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 no. That is not safe. And he's like, too little power and you're going to grow slowly just like Adam. And too much power is like, honey, I trust you, okay? Just do this and that way I can get our son. Because she's like, as a mother, you know, he expects me to be bigger than he is. And she even mentions how, you know, daddy's mean fun, but mommy's mean business. And he's like, all right. Like, you know, this is pretty much going to be the only way this is going to work. And they do see a helicopter overhead. Clearly, they know that's uh, Hendrickson there. Or probably they're thinking, oh, it's the military coming to do something to hurt Adam. So Adam, of course, is wa walking past this volcano set up here, but... Something distracts his attention. What's that noise? Sounds like music. Where's it coming from? The Hard Rock Cafe. Remember when we passed it earlier on the way back from picking Nick up from his job? Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to want to play with that guitar. And, of course, we cut into the Hard Rock Cafe, whoever's answering the phone, like, what? Giant baby, what's that about? She's clearly, clearly thinks it's a prank call. But of course, the everyone inside hears these boom, boom, boom footsteps. And Adam is like right there. He's like, my guitar, my guitar, guitar, guitar. His obsession with guitars. Clearly he traded that in for baseball in the third movie. And it's like, uh-oh. 
And Mandy's like, what now? And he's like, Nick! Or Nick's like, don't touch that! Don't touch that guitar! Because of course, that guitar is lit up with electricity. Telling the lady to turn the lights out, and she's like, a giant what? Baby? And she hangs up. Like, I don't know what the fuck that was about. You just see Adam like, guitar! And we see from inside the restaurant the his shoes approaching the guitar, and everyone's like, oh my god, oh my god, get out, get out! You might be safer inside the restaurant, to be honest, because he's not interested with the restaurant. He just wants that guitar. And of course, Nick's like, Adam, don't touch the guitar, as Adam puts his hand on it and removes it right off, because it's standing upright, and he just takes it right off. And we see on, uh, it's a Gibson Les Paul model. I'm surprised that, being it's not connected to electricity anymore, that the light would just go out, wouldn't it? Because he ripped it right off the stem that it was on. Or the electrical, you know, pipe or line. Oh, I guess it's it's still connected to something. Now we're getting back to Hendrickson, who's trying to get in the right area, perfectly lined sight to take out Adam with his tranquilizer. Hendrickson isn't here. He's like, kind of thing. Go any faster, the kid might be growing growing again. And, of course, the captain's like, this is as fast as, he, as fast as we can go safely, Doctor. So Adam's just playing the guitar, just having a, having a fun time. We cut back to Hendrickson. It's like, all right, get me in range of him and hold the helicopter steady. And, of course, the captain's like, well, wait a minute. If we hit him and he stumbles, he's going to fall into the crowd. See, the captain is only worried about the child. And, of course, Hendrickson's like, well, we'll just have to hope that doesn't happen. You just see the captain and the other guy just exchanging a look like, can you believe this piece of shit? So, Nick sees the helicopter, and he's trying to get Adam's attention. Like, Adam, no, put down the guitar and get the airplane. And, of course, you see... Adam saying hi to the airplane, the helicopter. So Hendrickson's like, all right, hold it steady. Because he's right in sight of Adam. It's Adam's like, airplane, hi. And the captain is like, fuck this. As he jolts the plane a little and the tranquilizer just goes off to like the far left, like missing Adam completely. And Nick's like, oh man, they're shooting at him. And of course, Hendrickson's like, I assume that little error maneuver was an error, Captain, so hold it steady or I'll make sure this is the last mission you ever fly. Fuck your shit, Hendrickson. You don't have that power. And Mandy's even sticking up for Adam. Like, hey, pick on some of your own size. You just hear Adam humming to, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star. So the tranquilizer ends up hitting the guitar, which... Causes an electrical shock, and Adam, of course, feels that. And he's like, ah, and he throws the guitar, and it smashes to the ground. And Adam just starts crying. It's like that probably hurt him, that electrical shock. And you just see the crowd. Even the newest lady is tearing up. And everyone is just like, everyone looks like they're, like, um, visibly upset, upset. Like, no one wants to see a toddler cry or a toddler getting hurt. I I remember I cried when I first saw this. Like, that poor little kid. He doesn't know what's going on. So, Hendrickson thinks he's going to go in again and hit Adam. But, of course, somebody else comes in there who's got, like, you are, mm -mm, you're not going to attempt that again. 
all of a sudden, everyone just turns to, we don't see what it is. And Henderson's like, all right, let's go again. And we just see Diane's face just completely in the the view of the helicopter's w- uh, window there. And she's like, back off! And of course you see the camera like, uh, yes ma'am! As he puts his hands up. <laughs> she grabs the helicopter out of the air! Henderson's all like, hold it steady! Even Henderson looks freaked out. And I love Nick and Mandy cheering. Like, Nick's like, hey, that's my mom! <laughs> and we see some, like, biker surfer dude. Like, whoa! Look at that mother. <laughs> and of course, she brings a helicopter down and it crashes. So, of course, they had to move the van to get the shrink ray in position to be able to um, get Diane and Adam, like, right lined up within its sights. So, of course, Diane holds her arms like, come here, baby. And Adam's like, mama. And he runs to her. And of course you see Nick and Mandy like, oh shoot. And she like, (laughs) Diane like holds Adam close. And you just see a glimpse of like her chest like, mom, easy there. (laughs) You're squishing us. This is such a sweet reunion. She's like, come to mommy. And you see Adam kind of hopping up and just, he runs to his mother. Really emphasize on her chest. Like, no! And it's like, Mom, easy, Mom! And she's holding him and just saying, Everything's gonna be okay, sweetie. Like, Mommy's here. Of course, Adam notices that his mom is crying. Like, you crying? And she's like, Yeah, it's okay to cry when you're so happy. He's two, he's not gonna understand that. He just understands that you're crying and you're upset. So, of course, they're trying to get everything ready to go. They got a generator. And uh, Sterling's like, hey, the gener- the bearings in the generator are about to burn out. We have to do this now. So, Diane, of course, turns Adam around, gets him in position for a picture. Like, okay, now look at Daddy. Smile for Daddy. And she's like, there he is. And Adam, like, points like, Daddy. And she's trying to get Adam to say cheese. And it... <laughs> it sounds like he said nom nom <laughs> and of course Diane is holding Adam in one arm and pointing like come on Wayne let's do this please <laughs> and you just hear the crowd like gasp like at this bright light and all of a sudden hey Diane and little Adam's back to normal size like you did it <laughs> And Diane's like, look, Adam, there's Daddy. And Adam's like, Daddy! And he runs over to him. And of course, Adam is just laughing as Wayne picks him up. Like, oh, Adam! <laughs> and of course, uh, Sterling's like, oh, you gave us all quite a little scare, little man. He's too <laughs> He's like, who are you? Oh, Hendrickson, you fucker! The fact that you even have a nerve to show your face. There he is! Let me through! It's like, oh, Solinsky, you pulled it off. Who would have thought? Oh, and Diane is, like, ready for this. She's like, Dr. Hendrickson, that looked like some sort of rifle that you were shooting at my baby. And he's like, oh, no, just tranquilize your cartridges. Wouldn't hurt him, I assure you. So she looks over her shoulder at her husband, like, ah, yes, it's tranquilizer cartridges. And she punches this fucker right in the face. Well deserved. I would have punched him in the dick, too, or kicked him in the dick. Look at it! <laughs> Sterling's hair! And she's like, 
while, Wayne bends down to Adam's like, never cross mommy. And suddenly like, we got an emergency here. Dr. Hendrickson needs help. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's overcoming the prospect of having to find a new career. <laughs> well deserved. Yes, 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 yes. Brooks comes over. He's like, hey, big fella, is this what you're looking for? And he hands him, like, a good humor bar. And Adam's just like, oh, as he takes it. And he just takes a bite out of it. Oh, of course, that ice cream makes Diane think, like, Wayne, Nick, and Mandy, weren't they in Adam's pocket? And, of course, they look, and the car and Nick and Mandy are nowhere to be found. He's like, don't you think... Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> I love this callback. And he's like, I'll need the helmet and I'll need the dog. Of course, the helmet's throwback from the first movie. And of course, Quark. It's like, Wayne stands up and he's like, nobody move. Don't worry. I have highly specialized equipment to deal with this. I'll need the helmet and I'll need the dog. <laughs> I love how he takes a bite out of it. Adam like, here, daddy. Here's some ice cream. Wayne takes a bite out of it. So we see Nick and Mandy, of course. Oh, it's morning, apparently. This has been going on all night. So apparently everyone's being told to stay away from the Hard Rock Cafe. Wayne Selinski's conducting a one-man search to find some missing children. We see the sun kind of coming up, like the early morning dawn. It's like a beautiful orange. Let me guess, Dr. Clifford Sterling has just named Wayne Selinski the president of Sterling, or the head of Sterling Labs, I bet. But of course, we don't hear that part because Mandy turns it to some music, and she's like, well, I guess your father is about the most famous guy in the world today. She looks at Nick and she's like, I guess you're about the bravest. And you just see Nick with this grin on his face like, ah. And she kisses him on the cheek and says, that's for saving my life. And he's like, oh, well, I mean, it, was, it wasn't much. I, I don't mean your life wasn't much. I mean, what I did wasn't so much. And she's like, yeah, it was. And of course, Nick sees in the side mirror his dad and Quark. And he's like trying to like, God, can you give us some space here? And of course, Maddie's like, how long do you think it'll take before they find us? And Nick's like, oh, I think it might be uh, a while before they find us. I love how he, like, stretches his arms. The most classic guy move. Stretch the arms over your head. to like, ah, put the arm around the girl. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you're kind of different, Nick. Like your dad. And Nick's like, oh, well, we're not all that different. And she's like, yeah, you are. But when you think about it, I guess the world needs people who are different. People who see things a little differently, I guess you could say. And she leans, like, right into him, like, lays her head against the show. Aww. I love how Wayne is, his eye is still in the side mirror, and he winks at Nick. Like, get it, son? So, we see Nick give a thumbs up to... Wayne and Wayne's like, oh, I think we just need to give him some a few minutes. And Quark is just like, err, That didn't even sound like Quark. That sounded like Peter Welker or whoever does the animal voices. And Diane's like, oh, are they okay? And Wayne's like, yeah, we, we better give him a couple of minutes though. Oh, here's another thing we forgot. <laughs> As the police officer's like, well, what are we going to do about that? And like, Adam, look. Big Bunny's still 100 feet tall. <laughs> I think they 
burned out that shrink ray, I think you're going to have to wait for it to cool down before you, uh, well, not to mention, they got to unshrink Mandy and Nick first. Priorities, people. Let Adam turn this big bunny into a trampoline. Adam, like, pulls Big Bunny's ear down and just starts jumping on it like he's in a bounce house. And, of course, she's like, what are we going to do with this? And Wayne's like, oh, don't worry, I've got something. Don't I always? She just, she, Diane shakes her head and laughs at him. And he's like, don't you trust me? She's like, I don't know. And she, like, puts her hands like, I don't know. <laughs> the sun's coming up behind them, of course. Diane and Wayne are making out. We care, we're going to make another kid. No, they don't have any more children except for Adam in the third movie and his cousins, um, Wayne's niece and nephew, um, Mitch and, uh, what the hell's the other, that girl's name who's played by Allison Mack? Jenny! That's what it is, yeah. So apparently just like Nick's ending with, I get it, French class! From the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids end of the movie, we get Adam's hysterical <laughs> laugh at the very end where we see Walt Disney pictures. And that's the end of the movie. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. I, had a I always have a fun time watching these movies again and just going through them. And I hope you guys, you know, have a fun time listening to them. And I do want to apologize about the cracks I made about the the couple, whether they are a couple or they're not a couple, with uh, the, the two neighbors, the blonde and the brunette. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, <laughs> Hendrickson is a piece of shit. I, that actor, I mean, some of the role, I've seen him um, in a movie, a TV movie from like the mid to late 90s called See Jane Run with Joanna Kearns, where he played a husband whose wife had amnesia and he was telling her how, like, she killed her daughter in a car accident when in truth, actually, um, the daughter is staying with his parents. And he's convinced, he, he keeps medicating his wife, so and she keeps getting flashbacks of things. And she's like, did this happen? Did that happen? He also hires some stay-at-home nurse who keeps drugging um, Joanna Kearns' care, you know, his wife. And it's just... Uh, I'm going to spoil that movie right now. If you guys want to check it out, I think it's still on uh, YouTube right now. It's called See Jane Run. And turns out the reason she has amnesia is because she hit her head while she was, like, um, yelling at him. And he, she was trying to leave and take um, their daughter away. Like, you're never going to see your daughter again. You want to know why? Because he was molesting their daughter. Not only was he molesting her, their six-year-old daughter, eight-year-old daughter, he's a pediatrician who was molesting other kids. Yeah. So he kept drugging her because he didn't want her to remember that big fight that they had that landed that reveal. Alright, so in June, I will be covering the last of the honey series, I'll just call it the Honey series, um, with Honey We Shrunk Ourselves, which was direct-to-video, came out in 96, 
the movie is utter fucking garbage. I mean, if you like it, that's cool. Everyone's, you know, their own opinion and whatnot. But I am going to have so much fun shredding, just having fun with the movie, basically. And just ridiculing old comments. You know, like I do. I just, it's, it's, it's a shit movie. Honestly, I feel it should not have been made. Rick Moranis was the only one to come back. Of course, they had to recast the wife, Diane, with the lady who played Al Borland's wife, girlfriend, then wife on Home Improvement. I don't know what her name is. We also get um, the voice of, what's his name? Um, the dad from the dinosaurs. He plays Wayne's brother. And the situation is pretty much... Wayne and his brother run Solinsky Labs where they're doing all these different inventions. Um, Wayne's wife, Diane, is going to be taken off with her sister-in-law. They're going to go on a little um, spa day, relaxation weekend. And the kids, Adam, who's now 10, who's into baseball, Mitch, his cousin who's probably close to the same age, and of course... um, Jenny, who's the older sister of Mitch, just having the house to themselves because Wayne and whatever his brother's name is and um, Diane and the sister-in-law end up shrunk because he brings the machine back home up to the attic because he wants to shrink a tiki statue that's humongous that Diane wants him to get rid of. And he's like, oh, no, I'll just shrink it and put it in my pocket. Diane will never know it's here. And the kids are all like, hey, the parents are at home. We're going to have a party. We're going to have fun. We're going to, like, make a chili hot dog volcano. We're going to have a party with lots of food. And um, friends are going to come over. And a boy that Jenny likes um, is going to come over with his guys. And they're going to kind of wreck the house. We see a, a young Mila Kunis in this movie. We also see um, playing Mitch is Jake Richardson, who, if you guys have watched Seventh Heaven, he played the in the episode season three, Johnny Get Your Gun, where he played a ex-boyfriend of Simon's current girlfriend who wanted to shoot Simon. He was also in the short-lived TV series based on the... Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing and Super Fudge books called Fudge that aired on Saturday mornings. It didn't last very long. Um, of course, Allison Mack is from... mainly from Smallville. She's um, She was in Camp Nowhere. She was in a movie with Joanna Kearns and Robert Hayes called Don't... Uh, what the hell was it called? No Dessert until, Dad Until You Mow the Lawn. Which, I don't know if that movie's even... Oh, that had uh, a young James Marsden, uh, James Marsden in it. So, yeah, but... All right, everybody. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed the review. And look forward in June to the last in the trilogy, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Bye-bye, everybody.